0: Infinity Broadcasting, WJFKF, and the Washington, D.C. Pencil. <laughs> <That's all. laughs> in today's society, there are very few places where you can still be yourself. And the freedom of expression actually exists. Page paragraph 3, no
1: joke, dealing with blasted excretion, urination, ejaculation, or other bodily functions. Oh, also no paragraph, similarly to the
2: so called 7, dirty words, these are <laughs> like your
3: mother- I've so had and I listen to you every night. You son of a bitch. You make me sad your baby before
2: I go to sleep.
4: You're going down, sister! Who is this? Welcome to El Jefe's Hideout, where real people with fake names and invisible faces create the ultimate in reality radio. You can live through us. Um, it's
5: just too bad that you can't sniff our fingers to the radio. El Jefe's Hideout on Washington's
0: 106.7 WJFS.
1: And once again, welcome to live programming. 106.7 WJFK, it is El Jefe's hideout. I am El Jefe, that is Spoon, that is J-Dubs. We'll introduce everybody a little bit more in depth in a second. Uh, Again,
6: uh, what a great race. Outstanding race. Spoon, who won? Uh, Jeff Gordon, the guy that gets all the chicks, man. That dude,
1: geez.
6: He's always the winner
7: in
1: my life. <laughs> uh, 1-800-636-1067, 202-432-1067, at yahoo.com. Those of you just wondering what exactly is El Hefe's hideout, when did it come to be? We've been on the air about three weeks now, uh, going strong, nearly for a month, I'd have to say. Yeah. Four weeks. I'm a four. Um, this is what this show is. Um, more than anything else, it is your safe haven. It's an ability for you to be able to come in and talk whatever it is you want to talk about, including sports like NASCAR, politics, religion, current events. Um, we're keeping the momentum rolling from the NASCAR event, and I am happy to say that this will be matrix free radio thank god uh we'll get into that a little bit more in a second um again like i said get involved 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067 ej hideout at yahoo.com introducing the hosts the person that will do the majority of the talking this evening is me uh my name el jefe think about it like the, the deck of cards you know for the uh iraqis that uh, President Bush put together. Right. That whole, that the whole, most wanted. The most wanted campaign. I would be the ace of spades in that <laughs> deck. I'm the ringleader of this show. Uh, and you being married to a black woman, that's
8: kind oh, of... Come a, what? Oh, come on! Why?
7: Automatically, you already want to go to the holding <laughs> cell? Is
4: that what
1: this is? You're, You're
8: just... The, the sweet of
4: the joke.
1: <laughs> J Dubs uh, is the person that is going to make all of the off-color remarks tonight. Uh, J Dubs would be the jack of clubs. Uh, he's the sidekick, um, uh, I guess, of that sort. And also here with us, Spoon. Hey! Yes. Spoon is the six of hearts <laughs> in this What's deck. Uh, one heart for each baby and each baby mom. Oh, jeez, Hey. So that's the way it sets up. As you tell, I mean, we're, we're three guys that like to hang out, have some fun, and uh, we've got a right. ton of stuff planned for you this evening, um, including uh, we need to talk, J-Dubs, about our new friends, our new buddies. Oh, yeah. Ron and Fez. Good guys. All week long, and we're going to get a little bit more in depth, but uh, if you listen to the Ron and Fez show this week, even during the replays this week, you're going to hear a lot of J-Dubs and me in the fact that I kind of moved into a role uh, vacated by Cameron, our new operations director. And uh, we're going to pull back the curtain a little bit. Ridding, bitch. On on Ron and Fez. (laughs) We also have confessions to Father Spoon tonight, and um, I need to cleanse my soul a little bit. And then the reason is, last week's show got way out of hand. I mean, way out of hand. Do You saw me on the ride home last week, J-Dubs. You're like, man, was that I got too over the top. Did we go too far? <laughs> did we cross that line? And I, I have to say, honestly, we probably did cross a couple lines last week. And, in fact, we'll relive one of those moments. And I'll tell you this, ladies and gentlemen, probably the most uncomfortable moment in my entire life. We're going to have to relive. And then I'll be able to uh, go into the confession booth with Father Spoon. Not only that, speaking of confessions, uh, the Catholic Church, this is something I've been working on for a while. I will save the Catholic Church tonight. Now, this is no joke. I have a foolproof way, a foolproof way to save the Catholic Church. And uh, this is, it's kind of serious, but you're going to be like, how did this... 25-year-old douche uh, doing an overnight show on the weekend at WJFK, come up with a foolproof plan to save the Catholic Church. But I have have it tonight.
8: I know about a million ways to. There's about a million Filipino boys
4: over there waiting to come (laughs) over here and uh,
1: just service, you know? They're they're here to serve. Speaking of servicing, uh, we have an exclusive interview this evening as well with President George W. Bush's sperm. Uh, this, uh, straight from the presidential beanbag itself. What? I know. Uh, that's that's going to be for later on this evening. We're going to get into that. Um, also, two new music uh, that I'm very excited about. The biggest thing that came out this week, uh, entertainment-wise, starting with the letter M, was not The Matrix. No. It was Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson's new C.T., uh, the The Golden Age of Grotesque, came out Tuesday. Dubs and I went and picked it up for nine ninety nine at Circuit City. And we've listened to it, what, about seven times? We've gotten more than our, uh, our money out of it. Already. So we're going to debut some new music from Marilyn Manson, who to me is by far one of the greatest performers ever. And Manson mixes it up every
8: time in his CD, so you're always apprehensive when you buy it. You're like, oh, man, am I going to like it? Is it going to suck this time?
1: <laughs> Constantly reinventing himself. But that, to me, that was the biggest event that went on, starting with the letter M. Screw the Matrix. I I I liked the movie. In fact, I loved the original. But guys, I hate I hate fanatics.
8: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure the Matrix movie is great. I'm sure it's awesome. But I hate fanatics.
1: Yeah, no, completely. Please. Example, example. Remember when Star Wars the last one
6: came out? Still? Sure. Yeah. Did you go see it? Uh, yeah, I went to see it. Does, first date open, yeah. Did you go on the first date? But I didn't dress up, and I didn't have the lightsaber there with me and all that jazz, man.
8: Exactly. You know what's going through these guys' head when they go out to by uh, see. See these movies all dressed up. They're like calling all their friends. Man, what are you wearing? I'm gonna, I'm gonna wear my Darth Maul costume. No, I'm gonna wear my Darth Maul costume. I can't, and then and then they're like, no, that wouldn't be cool. We don't be wearing the Darth Maul costume. And then you're thinking, wait, it's not cool to wear one of them, you know? <laughs> yeah,
1: forget that you're matching, like uh, wearing the same outfit going to prom. But I hate just fanatics. Period. You know what? I mean, like even at some point, at some point, somebody's gonna become a true. Over the top fan of this show. I mean, they're gonna live and die by this show. If it isn't happening already, every Saturday night they're sitting by their phone, <clears throat> big ass Packers fan, uh, waiting to call in. You know yes. what? I mean? You know what I mean. And just people that get all fan and freaky about just like, especially things like movies. Because you know, why went to go see the the last Star Wars that came out? And because I was working at a radio station at that time, we had a whole promotion. Uh, we got to go. Not to the opening day, but, like, the opening night, like the show at 12.01. Right. And all these douches dressed up as Princess Leia with their lightsabers. And, like, sitting in the back of the theater, like, actually acting out these whole events. And, and I
8: hate at movies when these snacks are clapping.
1: Who claps at a movie? <laughs> <laughs> that was the worst part about Star Wars. Was like, that ooh, ah, ah. Yeah! Like, what happened? I don't know. Do you remember the scene where, like, Yoda starts fighting with the lights? Yeah. And all all these douche-ass pricks start cheering. Yoda man! Yoda man! Yoda man. What's wrong with you? <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't hear that. Yeah. I, I, I guess they did that in Fowlerville. Yeah. Yoda man. <laughs> but anyway, you know, just it gets on my nerves, these fanatics. So I think what I'm going to do, because I want to do see the Matrix reloaded. I really do. But I'm going to wait Uh, Maybe during the week this week, Dubs and I will swing over to the Ghetto Mall, City Place Mall in Silver Spring and, you know, check it out once everything's died down just a little bit. You're the man! (laughs) So we had the great NASCAR race, and, um, you know, I actually had uh, Cameron, our operations manager, get on to me a little bit because I wasn't watching the race while we were running it. And reason was my mass. Mass came through. Yeah, I, baby. I want to say two weeks ago on this very show, I started bitching about how whenever the mass were down to Portland and it looked like they were going to get skanked out. I started I started bitching about how the Mavs should have traded Nick Van Exel to get Kurt Thomas and started talking all this trash. I couldn't have been any more wrong, and I'm going to admit that now. So uh, Mavs now in the conference finals against the San Antonio Spurs beginning Monday night. Dubs is totally stoked because the Pistons are going to be facing the Nets.
8: Wouldn't it be great for a pistons dallas uh, finals. I don't know what I'd do with myself.
1: I, that truly, to me, would be simply amazing, man. It would be good times. Getting back to NASCAR for a second, though, fellas, I gotta say I want to give I want to give props to NASCAR. Um, the last time we went over uh, went on after a NASCAR event, I didn't talk a lot of trash about NASCAR, but I said I don't I don't really understand NASCAR, and I'll be honest, I haven't given it a full shake yet. But I will say that I do respect NASCAR on one specific point. And that point is the fact that in the history of NASCAR, these guys don't discriminate. Now,
8: uh, uh, fans might. Well, <laughs> uh, the fans yeah. might be the most discriminatory fans in the world. But the actual organization doesn't discriminate.
1: Uh, and you know what? But not only the fans, but the, the fans are even moving away from that. I mean, the the NASCAR really is becoming a little bit more mainstream. It's not redneck anymore. You know, we talked about that last time we it went on. It. it has a little touch of redneck to it. Well, like it's always that's always we, gonna, it's always gonna be its base. Yes. Hell yeah. Its roots. But it's becoming a lot more mainstream. And the reason I'm so proud of NASCAR is the fact that they've been all-inclusive, especially when it comes to women. Um, The history of NASCAR is to have, I think there have been at least 14 women that have actually gotten in the cars, uh, going all the way back, the first one in 1949 was Sarah Christiansen. And then the most recent one was uh, Shauna Robinson. Right. So i got to give big ups to NASCAR for stepping up and allowing women to come in and do this.
8: And I have to give big ups to you for uh, going on the internet and
1: checking that out. <laughs> it's called research, son. <laughs> <laughs> but the reason I bring this up, fellas, um, I, I, I have a question. Next week, the Colonial. The Colonial down in actually, um, I believe it's in Texas. Um, I want to say Texas, golf-wise. Yeah. And Vijay Singh... This is what disturbs me the most, is that Vijay Singh has come right out of the bat and said that Annika Sorenstam shouldn't be given an exemption to play at the Colonial next week. Now, this is what's so disturbing. First of all, that it's coming from an Indian. You know, dot, not feather, pardon the term. Um, but he, he said, she's the best woman golfer in the world, and I want to emphasize woman. We have a tour for men. They have their tour. She's taking a spot away from someone in the field. Exactly.
5: I agree. How,
7: how could you agree with that?
1: Because they do have their own tour until they integrate the tours do not cross that line. Well, like we could get into right. this and it's been debated on sports talk shows. I mean, you know, for the last week, week and a half, ever since, uh Singh said this. Um my question is as guys, you know, because a lot of fellas, you know, that's what this radio station is. It's made up of guys, and guys mainly listen to the station. What is it that scares you so much about a woman competing against you? Is it is it is it the fact that they could beat you? I don't want to hurt them. You don't want to hurt them? Yeah. In golf? Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm a very rough player and everything. You know, even playing me in uh, video games. Well, because you're a little bit psycho, but that's, <laughs> but that's not even the point. Why are men so threatened by women's equality? And let me say, t- go ahead, you got something, Spoon?
6: Yeah, I mean, golf, that's, you know, an individual sport. I could care less. Something physical, yeah, you know, I don't want to beat me at something physical. One eight hundred six three
1: six one zero six seven two zero like less than a man two zero two four three two one zero six seven ej hideout at yahoo.com. Now how about this? What are you willing to accept? A woman being better than you at braiding hair? Braiding hair? No. Okay. Well, I mean, fair enough. But braiding hair? How is braiding hair uh, something that? So all right, here's an example. You used to be a wrestler. Yeah. Okay. You were a, what an all state wrestler down in Fowlerville, Michigan. I wasn't all state now. No. Okay. Now. If a woman wanted to wrestle in your bunk-ass high school league... We did have a woman wrestler. And what did you think about that? She was fine. I didn't mind her wrestling, you know. Because (laughs) I could kick her ass. (laughs) I would love that. Oh, man. No, (laughs) no. She was very trolly. Yeah, Yeah, very trolly. So, I mean, what are you, as guys... Uh being what are you willing to allow women um to beat you at? one eight hundred six three six one oh six seven two zero two four three two one oh six seven. Welcome into El Jefe's hideout. Hello, line four.
7: Hey. What's up? Uh, this uh golf stuff.
1: Yeah.
6: I wanted to say that the only reason that the, the golf people are worried about women coming in is because they're the only ones that are so insecure and they're so setting uh
5: jeez.
4: All right, <laughs>
1: thank What's you. What's the story thank here? You. I'm a white trash <laughs> idiot. V.S. one 800 636 1067 I think I know what you What saying. the hell? <laughs> what would the... Can, we, can you... You're, you're a country boy, uh at Dubs. Can yeah. you... Translate, can you, please. Yeah. He's saying that
8: golf is one of the sports that are still set back in their old times. Okay. just like, you know, okay. like they, they didn't allow black people to play yeah. at their courses for how long.
1: But, I mean, do you get competitive regardless of whether or not it's sports? I mean, like, let's say um, for you dogs, what are you good at? What am I good at? Yeah. Video games. All right, let's... Video games. Perfect. By the way, I played video games with Dubs this week. He's a complete prick. <laughs> For the very first time, I'm playing Madden 2003 with this douche, and uh, he didn't telling me, like, any of the any of the terms or the uh, the buttons, what the buttons do, what the square does, what the triangle does, any of that stuff. And you skunked me. Did you feel good about that? Very. <laughs> I love beating people. I don't care how dirty I have to do it. Uh, now, what,
7: now, <laughs>
1: now, again... If a woman was playing you, and let's say you're a beautiful girlfriend, if she one day decided that uh, she wanted to stop eating all that crappy vegetarian food and actually sit down and play a game of Madden with you, she's tried.
8: <laughs> and you and you whooped, her. And you she, her ass. Yeah, she won't play with me anymore.
1: One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. What are you willing to accept? A woman being better than you at uh, Mike in Leesburg. Welcome into El Hefe Side Out.
5: Hey, I'd
6: like to turn the tables a little bit in this conversation and say, would the LPGA be willing to let Tiger Woods just come in, get an exemption for every one of their tournaments, and shop up all their money?
1: Well, okay, well, I mean, that's fair. I mean, I am of the opinion... There's two
5: different tours. each okay. has their own.
8: Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Until you integrate them, you
5: can't like, let people let cross the line. Right. Completely, completely cross over, both ways, not just one.
1: Well, let me ask you something though, Mike. Answer my question: Is there anything uh, that you're willing to let a woman be better than you at?
3: You mean get on top of me? <laughs> All right, <laughs> fair maybe enough. Misunderstanding
7: the
1: question. <laughs> fair enough. One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. I got to say that I may be in the minority here. I truly don't care if a woman is better at me, better than me on the radio. You know what? I'm going to work harder and i'll tell you i don't think there is a chick that's better than me on the radio that could come in here and do this show and kick ass like i do but i would have to say though that i i am not i'm not threatened by that i'm enough of a man i think that i could sit there and play basketball against a chick whoop her ass talk trash and be happy and if she beat me accept the fact that she beat me because i wasn't on my game
8: i would not mind if a girl beat me in like basketball or something if she was beating all my friends too you know and tell the, like if she's beating me and all my friends
1: are whipping her ass yeah. I'd be really embarrassed well yeah at that point yeah, at that point you are a punk <laughs> uh, let's go to Jason and Croft and welcome to All Jefe's Hideout 106.7 WJFK what do you think uh, I
7: think uh sex you willing to allow a woman to be better
1: than, at this, sex this is yeah. what we got for coming out not so, ma- mass so, so
6: do all the work and I'm going to have a great time
1: nice one eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. but you know alright I guess that's a good good answer, but I'm looking for some legitimate. I mean, we've had sex, we've had um, what was the other thing? I think sex and sex have been both the things that guys are willing to allow women be better than them at.
6: Three-legged races, flower arranging, <laughs> sewing. That's uh, hey, I'm saying their penmanship. I mean, I'll even go as ahead. far as crocheting. Yeah, crocheting, ironing, all that stuff. Ironing, stripping. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, when you're younger, you, like, resign to the fact that girls are just better handwriters than guys are.
7: <laughs> you know, and you get over that at an early age. You're like, okay, she can write better than me. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> no big deal.
1: Oh, Ah, a woman. A woman who I think would probably agree with Danielle in Potomac. Welcome it, to all... How's it going, guys? All right, welcome hey. to all half a side out.
2: I, I randomly just turned
7: you guys on. I'm a big fan of JFK. Beautiful. Uh, first first time I've listened to you guys, and it's hysterical. I, I can't believe all these men are so like unwilling to to say that women are better at certain things than they are. What's the story?
1: Now, are you have you ever competed against a guy friend of yours and beaten him at something? And then at ha-
7: everything. My gosh. At everything. Okay. I, granted, I am an athlete, but okay. I, it, I, I, I'll oh, kick know. ass. I'll kick ass at <laughs> games. I'll kick ass at sex. I'll kick ass at sports. Ooh, oh I, right. I'm I'm probably a a better um I don't know <laughs> toxic, <laughs> more, more, toxic, more <laughs> emotional. I, all these things women are better at.
1: Hey Danielle, I got a question for you. Now this will actually make a difference. I think this makes a difference too. Potter, sure. are, are you hot?
3: I. Well, I think I am. Um, I, I know
8: everyone that says no. that probably aren't, but I, I think I'm a pretty hot chick, yes. How do you hide your Adam's
3: apple? Are you pretty good at that? <laughs> I, I, I tell you
7: what, I just had a, uh, I'm in a band, I just had a show, so I'm very
3: hoarse.
7: So. Oh, okay. i give it to
1: you. Okay? Cool. I, think... <laughs> I think she said what I thought she said. So. I don't know. I think I hit the button. And actually, Danielle brings up a good point. Um, I, I think chicks are badass at music. Uh, an example. Give me this example, Spoon. Evanescence.
3: That's not Evanescence. That kicks ass. But she
1: has cankles. Yeah, she does have ankles, this chick. I say chicks that are in bands kick
6: ass. Like Wilson Phillips. Wilson Phillips. <laughs> Without the dude in the background, the song
7: blows. I mean, no. Yeah, <laughs> the whole thing. To the, it. the
1: chick makes the song. Uh, I, I hate that dude. Actually, yeah, he, he needs an asshole. But he's like that douche in Lincoln Park. That other guy that does the exact same thing. That kind of just yell. Oh the yeah, background. yeah, yeah. He doesn't do anything. He just Need runs around. To punch that. Prick in the face, Kirk and Fairfax. Welcome into all Jefe's hideout. One hundred six point seven WJFK. Man, are you are you are you willing to let a woman be better than you at something?
2: Uh,
5: yes, yeah, certainly. But uh, that's not the question I'd like to address with you. Oh, yes, sir. Is that? Um, you know, I think it's kind of offensive how you, you know you stereotype and calling white people rednecks and and dot heads and better
1: heads you know what's your what's your time
5: for black people we don't have a term <laughs> dude
1: be this show is all-inclusive uh, i'm gonna cut you off because i know exactly where you were headed um... Uh, indian white people black people latinos yeah, you'll man, find man. that el jefe is the most important latino broadcaster ever and the one thing we don't do on this show is discriminate and if your dumbass was listening you're seeing that i'm defending the rights of women you stupid prick! One Two zero two four three two one oh six seven. People that half assed listen to shows deserve to get in car accidents and die on the Beltway. Carl, welcome into El Jefe's side out. Go ahead. People hear what they want
7: to hear. Yeah,
5: the yeah sometimes there's always guys like that last guy who just want to pick a fight for yeah, kind of reason. Uh
7: huh. Go ahead, bro. Uh,
5: I say, as far as women, the more they're better at than me, the better yeah I think it just makes it more equal more of
1: a challenge. I, I think it's cool. I just you know I just can't understand how somebody a legitimate man could get upset if a woman was better than you at something.
8: I don't get it. What makes me mad is the one guy that that actually talks clear and doesn't sound like a redneck
1: is the guy we hated. He was the prick on the <laughs> phone, you know? <laughs> I agree with you guys. one 800 636 Pimp Juice, one of our interns here in El Jefe's hideout, couldn't make it in. And in fact, Pimp Juice, we are going to have you uh, coming up during the second segment. Um, we, are, we sent pimp juice out on the streets to get the word about El Jefe's hideout see what people were thinking about El Jefe's hideout uh, real quick, did you want to weigh in on this uh, particular issue are you, are you willing to uh, uh, let a woman be better than you at something?
5: Yeah, of course. You know, cooking, doing laundries. Uh, come
1: on. We got that already. Yeah, get off the band. You know, I, the intern's always don't, behind. Don't lie. I know you cooking. have to. The, <laughs> At least say folding the... laundry. Yeah. <laughs> folding laundry. All right, pimp Juice, we'll get in contact with you after the Manson song, all right? Uh, th- what? All right, we'll call you. <laughs> 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 I, forget, oh, man. I, I forget that he's not in studio. Another, I... another female band that kicks ass. Garbage.
7: I'm only happy when it works. Now, do female
1: bands that have ugly lead singers, do they work as well? No. Like, we were listening, uh, we were watching MTV last night, and we saw the Donnas. <laughs> those fat whores.
2: <laughs> they look touched. <laughs> they do. Yeah. They
1: look touched, and they're very heavy. They look like they should be from Michigan. Their the very... go goes used to kick ass, man. I think it helps, though, if you're a hot chick. Like, the Evanescence that we were playing earlier, yeah. the chick is hot except for her cankles. Right. One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. Again, all of this stemming from VJ Singh, who, by the way, is atop the leaderboard at the uh, Byron Nelson Classic, uh, said that you know, uh, concerning Annika Sorenstam playing in the Colonial, she's the best woman golfer in the world. I want to emphasize, woman. We have a tour for men, and they have their tour. To me, that almost has like racial, like, like that's the same thing like a, a fuzzy zeller allegedly would have said. Or back in the old days, they have their tour, they have their water fountain, they have their restroom, and we have ours.
8: But until something's passed to uh, make it legal for men to play in women's leagues, you know, like, like, I, I don't have any examples right now except for uh, Andy Kaufman who r- did the, uh, <laughs> wrestling. Andy Kaufman. Uh, yeah, yeah.
1: That, cat, that cat was great. <laughs> Speaking of Andy, Andy, welcome into El Jefe's Hideout.
5: Yeah, thank you very much. What's, What's up? up? I wouldn't let no woman beat me. I'd always want to beat a woman.
1: It, now, as far as you no, mean, like, Not like punching in the face. Yeah, but like games and stuff, right?
5: But in anything.
1: All right. Does that include I mean, include fights? Yeah,
5: yeah. Oh, I wouldn't let no woman beat me in no fight. <laughs> I'd have all my boys tease me. Oh, you got pushed to the face. <laughs> all right, fair enough, man.
1: Um, let's see, Joe, Joe in D.C. Uh, what do you want to say about female DJs?
6: Well, no, I wanted to ask well, first. I want to say first time caller, first time listener, last time listener.
2: Last
6: time. Oh. <laughs> but no. Uh, would you guys be willing to put up? I know there'll be. You might have three listeners out, three women listeners out in the area. Uh-huh. Let them go up with you for about an hour and just see who does
5: better.
1: Oh, I'd love it. Uh, yeah, and, and, and that's the thing about this show, man. We're we're willing. First of all, that's the thing about JFK. We're always looking for talent. Yeah. So if three chicks can come in here and BS as well as we can. More power to them. We'll move from 3 to 6 on the Saturday night overnight. I don't care. I'm all about everybody getting equal rights. I'm a
7: first-time listener,
1: last-time listener. Thank you. Thank you for taking time out of your Saturday night to call the show that you yeah. hate. Uh, 1-800-636-1067, 202 A couple more quick calls, and we got to get to Marilyn Manson. Brian Manassas, well, uh, hey. welcome to A Side Out, bro.
5: Hey, man. It's my third time calling in. All right, thank. I'm really you. really liking the show. Thank you, sir. Uh, what I was saying is, especially young guys can't take women beating them. I know my, uh, I think my daughter, she's
6: sixteen. We go out and hustle basketball, uh, man, at least once a month. Hustle with young guys, she's an excellent basketball player, man. These young guys are easy to up They're afraid of getting
2: beat by girls.
1: Yeah, there is, there is definitely something about younger dudes, and I think there's a whole thing about being in high school, and that's when you would really get the ridicule. Sure. Um, yeah. Example, I mean, like I think Cheryl Swoops in her heyday. Uh, Texas Tech, uh, the second most important Texas Tech alum besides me. <laughs> I think that Cheryl Swoops in her heyday could have played in the WNBA. I mean, in the NBA, the actual NBA, and contributed just as no, just as much as, as like Teron Lu Teron Lewis, You've you got to be kidding me with th- this argument. There are bro. a lot of 11 and 12 guys on the benches on NBA teams oh, man. that I guarantee Cheryl Swoops could have done a lot more than like Avery Johnson this year
6: for the Dallas Mavericks. And there's like 5,000 guys out there that haven't made the NBA that are like in the developmental league or whatever that could be playing in the WNBA and take every roster spot. Well, that's fine. I, that's I, what
1: they call it the NBDL. But I'm saying yeah. that Cheryl Swoops is good enough in her day, I think, to play in the league. I, I saw her school, Corey Carr, Tony Batte when I was at Texas Tech, man. She can play with the guys.
8: Hockey's another sport that uh, will let women play. Hockey's in the not a sport. Don't ever oh, make that mistake again. Whatever. But uh. They let women play in their league, too. They had the uh, goalie, what, two or three years back.
1: Final say on this. Uh, Anthony and Manassas, welcome into El Jefe's side on a 106.7 WJFK.
6: What's up, man? What's up, buddy? I have to say, you know, I have no shame. You know, a girl can be, uh, you know, better than me at anything as long as she's better. You know, I have no...
1: Exactly. You can't... I mean, you get all mad. I get mad when somebody's better than me at anything. Anything. Regardless if it's a man or a woman. Regardless. So, uh... Exactly. That's a great point, brother. All right, coming up for you, uh, we have Pimp Juice hitting the streets. As you can see, a lot of first-time callers on the line with us, and they are wondering, what the hell is this show? Those of you just now tuning in, expecting a Ron and Fez replay or a Mike replay, we've been on the air for about three weeks now, and things have going been going extremely well, Oh yeah. Um, without a doubt. But it's time to move on from this segment. I think that we pretty much established that I don't think guys will ever be comfortable Unless it's a guy like me. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm pussified. And maybe it's part of the pussification of America. George Carlin said it best. Maybe I just don't have the ability to, uh, to be, to let people, you know, get under my skin that much. So, I tell you, I don't know if he's a man or if he's a woman, but he kicks a whole lot of ass. His name is Marilyn Manson. We talked about earlier the golden age of grotesque coming out. Uh, Dubs and I picked it up. And this song is amazing. And the reason I think it is also so good is because there are chicks in this song. And I think chicks actually help this song and help it make it great. It is mob scene. El Jefe's head out. 106.7 WJFK. Enjoy Marilyn Manson. We're coming back. Him juice hit the streets to find out what's going on with the state of El Jefe's hideout in Washington, D.C. You're going to find out next. It is WJFK. And to all, Happy's Hideout 106.7 WJFK, Marilyn Manson. Those of you just now tuning in for the very first time, you, uh, you'll you see that we went to some music. And with that music, we um, we were able to uh, give you a little bit of everything. Uh, everything here in the Hideout. It's going to be music. It's going to be politics. It's going to be anything and everything. Isn't that right, Dubs? Great. Alright, so what <laughs> Alright, so give me a little bit, Dubs, um, about what's going on. This segment was produced by J Dubs.
8: What's going on with this segment? Alright, thank you for putting this all on me. Um, if, it, if it bombs, it's all my fault then. We yeah. send Spoon out, not Spoon, Spoon Juice out onto the streets to ask questions, to random people around the area about LFA's hideout and see how it's going, see how the word of mouth is traveling around the D.C. area. Of course,
1: because we've been on the air for three weeks now, and I think that the word is high. Uh, The word on the streets from the the drunks and the invalids that are up midnight to three on Saturday nights love this show. In fact, coming up, you're going to see a... uh, uh, an up-and-coming liner, an imager-type thing that's going to say number one in gas stations, trailer parks, and gangbangs. Because, quite frankly, that is our demographic. And if you're participating in any of those right now, 1-800-636-1067, 1067 We're trying to get uh, pimp juice on the phones right now, and, in fact, I think we have pimp juice ready to go on the warm line. Is he ready? Spoon?
3: You're on my line. Uh,
1: <laughs> Cam, Daddy, uh, we need a producer. <laughs> I don't think there's enough money being put into the show right now. Uh, I'm going to warm line. All right, warm line. warm uh, line. Dubs, uh, and actually, I think we can punch it up right over here. So punch up the warm line. Pimp juice. Yes, sir. Pam Juice, welcome uh, back to i Happy Side Out. We know you couldn't make it in this evening. You had previous commitments.
5: Yes, did- I did. I was in the middle of playing a little strip poker when I called in. Oh, were you really? Yeah. Are you winning? With your uh, mom? I, I, or? I lost my shirt, but that's it. She is down to <laughs> shirt, bra, and thaw.
1: Wow! Oh, Thank oh, God for that. In <laughs> all right, so we sent you out, man. We uh, we wrote up some questions, Dubs and I did. And Every time I want to write the questions. Well, I think the questions were great questions. I think <laughs> I think it's enough to to have everyone find out. You know, get get the pulse of the Washington D.C. market as to what's going on with El Jefe's hideout. So, uh, where all did you go,
5: Penn Juice? I went to uh, George Mason University. Uh huh. I walked the street of, I walked down Main Street Okay, um, Here in Fairfax. I went to Farrow's Mall I went to Manassas Mall and I attempted to go to a retirement home down the street from where I live. <laughs> now the funny thing about that, I walk in there and the receptionist sees my microphone and everything. I'm like, I'm just gonna go in here, ask a couple of questions. She's like, Oh, wait. And I, you know, I just walk on by. I don't pay much attention to that.
1: <laughs> Goddamn interns in this building.
5: I've <laughs> <Yeah>. been uh, <laughs> <laughs> here more I'm going in. You're gonna no, like it.
1: no sense of rules.
5: <laughs>
8: <laughs>
1: yeah. um, um. Where
5: are your boundaries? <laughs> well <laughs> when I get in there, these two big black guys come
6: in. Oh, why
1: do they have like, to be big black guys? Didn't you hear the redneck earlier calling, getting complaints? <laughs> just say two big guys. Did you have to know the code to get it in there?
7: <laughs> oh, no. All
1: right, that's inside. Hey.
7: let stop. We were told not to bring that up.
1: Dubs.
5: God. All right, so anyway, Anyways, they, they escorted me out.
1: All right, fair enough. Uh, which will happen if you come up here.
5: Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I stand in the lobby,
1: yeah. All right. <laughs> so, anyway, so could you not go to D.C. or Maryland, or is this strictly a Northern Virginia survey of El Jefe's hideout?
5: Dude, when you start throwing out some cash for my gas money, <laughs> I go to D.C. and. Oh, until God. then, I'm staying around Fairfax MS.
1: Bites your lip. Bite your lip. I know exactly what you're gonna say, Dubs. <laughs> okay, Pimp Juice. Well, uh, Dubs is gonna set up the questions. Let me ask you, man. I haven't been in town lately. Um, I, I missed the college scene. Of course, I was at Texas Tech. Spent some years in Lansing, Michigan, where they had Michigan State University. And oh, it's it, the booty is nice. It's good. It's good stuff. Uh, how's the booty at Mason?
5: Mason. Are they smart chicks? Is Mason a good school? One extreme, alright. It's either you're hot or you're not. Is
1: Georgetown the best school in this uh, in this area? No. What's. Uh, Maryland.
3: Maryland.
1: Is, baby. Come on. Our, our, our listeners, the invalids and gas station workers, go to Maryland. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Great school. All right. Well, what was the first question, dubs, that we had Pim Juice? And we got consent from everybody, correct? Want me to play that real quick? Yeah, let's play the consent right, so that cool. we know that they all know they, they said yes on the air. Can I
5: ask
3: you
5: some questions, taped for broadcast on 106.7 WJFK? Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. Can I ask you some questions, taped for broadcast on WJFK 106.7? Faster.
3: Sure. sure. yes.
5: Yeah. And ask some questions for a tape I'm broadcast? How long one this is 6. Going? Yes. Five sure. more seconds.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
8: Yeah. Very good. Tells was three sisters.
1: All right, so everybody said yes to this survey. Um, Those chicks sounded hot, Pam Juice. How were they? Oh. Dude.
5: Did, did you only. Did I, that, I didn't stop the ugly
1: ones. No, you don't stop to talk to the ugly ones.
5: No. Did you not get, at all.
1: Did you get any numbers?
5: I got two. All
3: right.
1: <laughs> look at you <laughs> Perks of being an intern. I know, man. We've got nothing, nothing from the show so far. Okay, so what was the first I think question? I your name's not Pimp Juice. Fair enough. Yeah. What was the What was the first question uh, <laughs> that we had uh, that we're gonna we're gonna hear, Jubs? Uh, what, what's the first sure. question? Well, I can just play. Yeah, I have him saying it. So okay, uh, all, right. all right. here's the first segment. Pimp Juice hits the streets with El Jefe's Hideout on 106.7 WJFK.
5: How did you first hear about El Jefe's Hideout?
1: Okay. And
5: all
2: right. <laughs>
8: Well, it, we, have, we have to wait for these things to queue up. Okay. All right. Now, go
1: ahead. Is it ready? <laughs> no. No.
3: I've never heard about El Jefe Side Out.
1: <laughs> okay. Right. Um. Oh, what was, what's the next thing? <laughs> Again, the question.
3: I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> How
1: have you heard of El Jefe Side no.
3: Out? Right. Who's El Jefe? <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Again, the word on the streets about this show is hot. Um, uh, through my friends and on the radio. Oh, so, somebody's <laughs> heard of the show, Pimchu. Uh, so did this? Yeah, get... I put
5: a gun to his head to say that.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, or something. How do we stop this from being on continuous?
6: Oh, the real.
1: Cam Daddy. Yeah, I know. We we had a debate as to how we should yeah. set the segment up. I, you know. And I figured CD. Um, Again, a J Dubs production.
8: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. So, oh, what was the next question, Dubs? The next question was why do you worship El Jefe? Okay, nice. And? And I'm waiting for it to queue <laughs> up. Hey, way to be prepared! Uh, this, was right, what, right, this, was this was your idea. All right, well, it was your
3: idea. Uh, I know, I <laughs> but what was the question?
7: Why do you worship El Hefe? Oh. I said it before. god damn the ship's going down in flames. <laughs>
1: oh. We're changing the name of the show to the Titanic. <laughs> Yeah. I don't
3: worship El
1: Jefe. You know, how many times All right, chick, you know how many times I've heard a chick say that I don't worship El Jefe. What Next the question: f- are you bitches babbling about? <laughs> really? Next question.
8: All right, we're we're moving ahead. Yeah, these go are ahead. Are getting boring. Yeah. All right.
1: If one of these men were
8: gay, which one would it be? <laughs> okay. j Dubs, you El Jefe, or you
5: Spoon? Okay. And if I... one of these men were gay, which one would it be? El Jefe, J Dubs, or Spoon?
1: And the answer is.
7: Oh, man, go. Probably Spoon. Oh, you bitch. (laughs) I mean, you... I think it's the name.
1: I think the name Spoon gives away enough.
6: Go. Spoon. Ah. Yeah, come up here! I'll show you how gay I am. <laughs> Stand against the wall, honey. Are you talking to <laughs>
7: P.J.? I'll <laughs> oh, okay.
6: I
1: think it's the laugh that gives me away. Yeah. <laughs> uh, again, the same question.
3: definitely. Um, uh, hey, Hafee, he's
7: gay, but I mean, I
3: accept him for who he is, so whatever. Oh,
7: okay. That's nice. Very, very. All cool. of All of don't.
5: Uh, person. I was going to say black guy, but never mind. <laughs> it was a
1: stoned guy. Okay, fair enough. Um, El Jefe's Hideout 106.7 WJFK. Again, Pimp Juice is here with us, and th- the point of this segment was to to see what what the word was on the streets about El Jefe's Hideout. This, this poorly produced production. <laughs>
8: Alright, go ahead. Alright, we're still finding out which one of us are gay.
1: Spoon, <laughs> because I hate that name. You know, i got to say something. This Every, kid. Everybody hates the name Spoon.
6: <laughs> I don't care. Uh, no, but seriously, what is Spoon, man? I mean, El Jefe, J-Dubs, there are reasons behind it. Uh, but Spoon, uh, bro, I had my nickname long before y'all were, we're even, even thought of. of. Were even thought of, yeah. Do you have any idea of what's cool? <laughs> What's cool? Nah, man. Spoon's I'm, not cool. <laughs> I'm a geeky white cracker guy. <laughs> the whole point of you, you know, wanting to do the show was to get laden. I figured you would have you picked a really cool name. Yeah, as just put, 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 push them press photos out there. <laughs> okay. And then it it'll all be coming okay. in. Donnie Wahlberg. And, and Donnie handfuls. it be falling out my pocket. Excuse me, that's mine. All right, last one. I
7: have that
6: at least I can pronounce my name
1: yeah so I was, so everybody thinks that I'm the one that's gay Both, yeah it's 3-3 three, three. nobody picked J-dubs being no. gay at all actually they did but I just yeah, right, they... exactly
6: <laughs> J-dubs production
1: yeah Pimp Juice what else are we missing from this is there anything else that uh, Dubs has conveniently edited out
5: um not that I can remember not I'm trying yet. to figure out the, which one's the really really hot girl but since you guys cut it up and everything
8: yeah cause wow Whew. what's the next question can you baby fit, babysit
1: for Spoon Saturday nights at midnight? <laughs> now, for those of you that don't know, Spoon has three babies from three different baby mamas. yeah. So, go ahead. Uh, no. Okay. Nobody wants to babysit for Spoon. Or,
7: Who actually does
1: take care of your children? Is it the baby mama? <laughs> the baby mama. Well, they're 22, so, like, wherever they may be.
6: <laughs> the, oh,
2: the kids are
6: <laughs> Go ahead, Doves. Mm-hmm. Yeah oh that's the hot girl that is the hot yeah girl. see she knows what's up
5: did
1: you get a phone number pimp juice
5: that's the one i got the number one of the ones i got the
6: number from
1: really yeah yeah uh,
5: she was did you god beautiful did you, obviously
1: did you tell her about the show
5: i yeah i did and she said she's gonna listen tonight okay i forgot her name already
1: oh that's all right thanks sweetheart who else will babysit for spoon
3: Hell no. No no one, no i
7: don't know no, uh-huh. no. No. Other questions
1: that we had, j Ah,
3: this
8: is great. Who would win in a death match, El Jefe or Jesus Christ?
7: Now, oh. now,
1: now, I lost the gay question already, but I have to say that if I were to go mano y mano with that Jesus guy, I think I could have a fighting shot. Go uh. ahead, Dubbs.
3: <laughs> uh. Probably Jesus.
1: What is this? It, oh, this is Virginia, though. This is the Bible Belt. I got to keep that in mind, so I I can't take it too personally if I lose. It's
6: part of the Bible Belt. I don't think so. I heard like somebody. Iowa.
1: I heard somebody else say that. Every. No, that's not true. Every place can be said it's Midwest. It's the Bible Belt. By the way, speaking of the Bible Belt. A little bit below the belt, coming up a little bit later on, I <laughs> promise, a, a, a better produced segment <laughs> as, as we interview George W. Bush's sperm live on the air on 106.7 WJFK with El Jefe's out. El Jefe,
3: definitely.
1: Really? El Jefe would defeat Jesus. Now, when you were putting this together, J Dubs, were there any reasons or answers that they gave? No, him? it was all one word answers. That's why I knew it was going to be lame.
5: Pimp Juice! You didn't say that! Pimp I Juice! Eat- <laughs> Use the mic, record it, and ask these questions. You can't follow up? Goddamn uh, interns, man. Uh, you got to ask them why. Cut the mic off.
1: I've had so many interns be thorns in my asses this week. Jesus <laughs> Christ. All right, let's go to break. Let's regroup because people don't know how to operate. The CD players, we got interns that don't know how to follow up with questions. Uh, again, we started so strong talking about chicks and what's wrong with chicks. I tell you what any chick that's listening right now could have produced this segment better and I'll say that, <laughs> and Dubs, don't take offense to that, but any other uh, female interns maybe that know how to answer follow or ask follow-up questions, 1-800-636-1067, 202-432-1067 we're going to regroup, we're going to get everything straight and set yeah. And we're gonna come back and god damn, we're starting the show over. Number three. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend What's i doing if those of you listening in the watch <laughs> if, if those of you listening in the Washington <laughs> <laughs> listening in the D C area right now. Imagine there's one big but delayed button and erase the last 13 minutes from your memory. And when we come back, no one is shut up.
4: Working harder. The show's
1: gonna be real stripper. Uh, uh, Can I say something? Yeah. Fat girl shouldn't dance. Tell my face
4: hideout. That's pretty good. On 106.7 WJFK. Yeah.
1: Uh, we we are going to have worst stuff segments. And by golly, somebody mark that. <laughs> Sam, mark that if you would for worst stuff. And just. Like a bad little child, we deserve to take our licks. So Mike says we suck, and go ahead and get it out, man. Oh Oh, come on, man! I don't mind if you say we suck, but then if you use a curse word, we got to dump out of you. Hey, watch the language, little boy. Nobody hears the fact that we suck. (laughs) Fair enough. Let's move on. Um, getting back, let's get Pimp Juice back on the line. Pimp Juice. All right, man. So uh, we sent you out on the streets to get the word about El Jefe's hideout. Pin hit the streets with a number of different questions. Uh, Questions that included um, who would win in a death match, Jesus or El Jefe? Let me read the questions to you. The questions sound funny. (laughs) In theory, it was a good bit. It was a great bit. (laughs) How did you first hear hear about El Jefe's hideout? You haven't. That's the point. Um, Would you lie, steal, or kill for El Jefe? Why do you worship El Jefe? Who would win in a death match, El Jefe or Jesus? Can you babysit for Spoon Saturdays at midnight? Can J-Dubs date your daughter? You actually left the J-Dubs date your daughter questions out? They were the lamest answers
5: of Moth. Oh, right. How do they give me lame? The that I
7: interviewed were like, you
5: know, 18 to 22. <laughs> like, I don't have kids. Unless they have babies that are like two years
7: old. Unless
1: they date Spoon. <laughs> and if they're 18, then they date Spoon. They probably have kids. What do you think of when you hear the name El Jefe's hideout? If one of these men were gay, which one would it be? El Jefe, J-Dubs, or Spoon? Did we do this one? Salisbury steak is to TV dinner, as spoon is to what? I didn't put it
5: on there.
7: <laughs> oh, man. One of the
5: good ones is that, uh, what do you think of El Jefe's Hideout? Or what, what yeah. do you think, yeah, when you hear it.
7: What
1: do you think when you hear the name El Jefe's Hideout?
5: Yeah, there's a good line in there.
1: There's a good one in there. All right, well, we'll, uh, we'll go to that one then. 106.7 WJFK, <laughs> El Jefe's Hideout. Again, we're willing to take our, we're willing to take our licks. We don't mind if you tell us you su- we suck. Just, uh, you know, keep it clean.
5: All right, so here oh, we go. El Jefe's hideout. What do you think?
1: And what okay, is? Okay, that's the question. And the answer
7: is?
3: A little Mexican guy hiding in a cave. <laughs>
7: <laughs> that's so damn true.
3: <laughs> <laughs> all
7: right, you know what? Fair enough. I will. Sit.
3: All right,
1: so we do have something salvageable from this bit. Congratulations, Pimp Juice. The one that I guess we all really wanted to hear is. Um, we have a great line, and it's queued up right now.
5: Sells seashells by the seashore.
1: S- say, repeat after me, Spoon sells seashells by the seashore. And uh, this, how many people, were the people able to spit this out, uh, the pimp juice?
5: Um, some of them were, and I guess some of them been drinking or something, because there was one in there that...
8: Yeah, there's a pretty great one in there. All right.
3: Soon sells seashells by
1: the sea. (laughs) Next one's great. All right, here we go. And we'll we'll go out on a high note here. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Soon sells seashells by the sea. (laughs) Seashores. We're
1: done with this. No, do one more. One more. You promised me as the producer of the show that this is going to be funny.
7: All right. (laughs) Spoon, a sea By whose Okay. spoon, spoon. spoon. <laughs> <laughs> Seashells.
5: Seashells. By the sea shore. <laughs> by the <seashore. laughs> Yeah. Sea. The seashore. The seashore. Let's see. That guy was like Asian. What the hell? No, he he was uh, of Hispanic race.
1: He was Latino. Latino. Whatever. All right, man. Fair enough. Pimp Juice. Thank you so much for your help. Hopefully, uh, we'll be able to see you soon enough.
5: You boy. You to go get naked.
1: Uh, J Dubs. God damn you. <laughs> that was radio greatness, if I've
8: ever heard of it. Radio greatness. Uh,
1: that's why this show isn't rated. Uh, I hear
8: Mark at okay. 119 calling back for us.
1: 1 <laughs> Rob, welcome into All Happy Side Out on 106.7 WJFK. Hey there, Rob. Robbie. Yeah, hey, how you doing, guys? What's up, brodo?
6: Go ahead.
5: What is this? Crap.
6: (laughs) This is hell on earth. Yeah, it is, definitely. You know what this is, son? It's called reality, son. Yeah. Yeah, without a
1: doubt. Okay, here we go. El side out, 106.7 WJFK. And I'm just trying to get my bearings again, fellas, because we should have dropped the bit before we even went to commercial. (laughs) (laughs) But coming back, let me bring up a couple of things now, okay? Now that we kind of move along a little bit, if you heard, if you were still listening during that segment, you actually did hear that there were some hot chicks. We talked to Pimp Juice, and there were some hot chicks that were at George Mason University. And I got to say, man, I'm horny. Uh, I'm very, very horny. Mm-hmm. Now, as a married man, and I think a lot of married men go through this plight where you're not able to get any at all and it like you know what i mean cuz i mean you know wives work hard you know they make dinner they wash clothes they take care of children's the last thing they want to do at the end of the night is have some fat hairy sweaty mexican climb on top <laughs> and uh do his thing
6: right you know what i mean come out of your cave and and you know
1: the more the more and more that i like get out of the shower and and like stand in front of the mirror And just see everything that's going on here. (laughs) The more and more I wonder how my wife is able to stomach it. Girl, like, that's way out of your league. I I wonder how it is that she is able to not vomit (laughs) every single time that we get involved with intimate relations. But I'm about to say something that is, I guess, maybe a little controversial, a little bit out there. But I have a new hero. Now, again, he could be a murderer, and I don't, I don't know if this is right. <laughs> I know. This is weird. But I want to... Uh, something could... So there's something to be learned from Scott Peterson.
2: <laughs> oh. oh,
1: boy. Now, hold on a second. I know that sounds atrocious. And let us say that we do not convict people on this show uh, until they are guilty. You know what I mean? So it is very, very possible that this guy, Scott Peterson, did not kill... His pregnant wife, Lacey Peterson. Yeah. And I don't want to get too involved in the ins and the outs of the actual case and the whole thing. But let me say something about Scott Peterson. Scott Peterson is a stud. He's and a poon master. He is a poon master. And let me let me tell you why this is. Has anybody picked up the Inquirer? Um, and if you look on the cover of the Inquirer, you see that Scott Peterson is with the the mistress the white trash bit <laughs> <laughs> well wait a second you can't say that you No, don't... just how she looks, no, but, she looks oh. very trashy. but this is this is my thing man i i think she's hot this amy right. amber fry who was the the um... Looks like she ate too many fried foods no man she's not fat at all she's like she's tall she's slender um, she looks a little bit like one, like Rosanna Arquette, maybe, but with like without all the junk no. on her
6: face. You don't think so? She looks like a horse. She looks like Chelsea Clinton.
1: No, both of you guys are oh, on crack. <laughs> <laughs> we're looking on, looking at a magazine on the radio. But I want to say this though, and th- this is one of the things that I got to say about about Scott Peterson and the thing that I think he was doing right, and that I want to post to Spoon and that I want to post to J Dubs. Do you in fact think if you if you were to cheat? And I guess, again, none of us here would ever cheat. I mean, you know what I mean? Of course not. I think we're all involved with women that we love beyond anything. But if you were to cheat, okay, Yeah. would you do it like this guy did? Because here you have Lacey Peterson, who's short... And, of course, she's fat, but that was, uh-huh. that was she was pregnant with his baby. <laughs> <laughs>
2: no yeah. excuse. Scream
1: up, bitch. Right. <laughs> but Keep she, running. She's, you know, she's a little thick, and uh-huh. she's got, like, the dark hair and, you know, kind of like a darker skin. But do you see that for his mistress, he picked the exact opposite?
6: Okay. Yeah.
8: Exactly. That's what you do. I mean, if you're going to cheat, you might as well go for something totally different than what you're getting right now.
1: Now, here's my thing. Um, again, you know, I don't cheat on my wife, and it's about to be five years now coming up in July that we've been married. Congratulations. But I do fantasize. Oh yeah. And That's I. Awesome. And you know, and, and 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 when I fantasize, man, I fantasize like a mother. I mean, because again my my wife is out of commission and she hasn't been able to give any to me for a while and again it's not her fault you know and i, I completely you know want her to uh, to be okay but a man's got needs oh. and so the thing that saves our marriage is porn and now when you're with your
8: wife like when you're able to be with your wife do you fantasize then too fan us up. How about other girls? <laughs> On the spot.
1: <laughs> yeah, this, this is El Jefe's hideout. This is
6: reality radio. Yes. Oh, God damn, I can't believe it. <laughs> Oh, my God, dude. I don't think you realize what you just admitted. She's not. As hot as she is, you're thinking about other girls? Oh, my God. She's not listening,
1: though. Oh, yeah. Nobody, nobody's listening. Did you hear the last segment? <laughs> <laughs> but no, man. Oh, man. Here's the thing. Kim. Let's say you were to eat filet mignon. Every filet mignon, there's nothing better steak-wise, beef-wise to me. Yeah. It doesn't get better. But so let's say... But you've had filet mignon every day for five years. You know what I mean? Let's say you're eating that filet mignon, all right? You know, you're putting the same old ketchup on it or steak sauce. You put steak sauce <laughs> and ketchup on your wife? <laughs> <laughs> but let's just say, okay, so, you, you know, whenever you put that filet mignon in your mouth, don't you just, like, sometimes think, man, tastes like chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just a little bit better now
8: tell me tell me someone you thought about while you're like, no. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 come on yeah
1: who uh, all right boy. all right you want to know yes yeah your chick yeah oh my god i'm lying oh, oh no i haven't thought about your chick what <laughs> Your chick isn't good enough for me. Oh, <laughs> man. one 800 636 are you sure? <laughs> 432-1067. <laughs> Mike, welcome into El Jefe's Hideout. Welcome to me. Screen the calls. Hey, watch the language, little boy. <clears throat> he said he wanted to defend Scott Peterson. But again, I have to say that he, as far as cheaters go... I think this cat played his cards right now. This is the other thing that upsets me, too. Scott Peterson had two really hot chicks, I think. I mean, Again, maybe it's because I'm horny. Again, maybe it's because I want to get laid. But I think that both of the chicks that he was nailing were hot. What upsets me more than anything else is that he was a 30-year-old fertilizer salesman. <laughs> I mean, we're in this business to get chicks. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, again, like when we were doing the Ron and Fez show earlier this week, Dubs, the guys from Five Guys, the hamburgers came in, and they had this hot Russian chick with them. And they're working at a burger place. This guy's a fertilizer. Russian! Russian.
8: Was she uh, uh, one of those uh,
1: mail-in brides? <laughs> <laughs> no, Dubs actually found a website before the show that, uh, that had a mail-to-order uh, brides. Wow. But, um, I mean, that's the thing, too, is that I think we went into the wrong business. You know what I mean? Radio-wise. This guy... After that segment, i agree. <laughs> 1-800-636-1067, Again, Scott Peterson's, you know, other chick, uh, Amber, this is how he'd play it. And I don't know if you guys think this is right. When Amber wondered why they couldn't meet more often, Scott explained he had to travel extensively for a sales job. The same excuse he gave Lacey for not being home with her.
6: Hey, whatever works.
1: You know what I mean? <laughs> now, again, this is all allegedly, this is all in the Enquirer. But I did have to say, man, that, that this guy, I think he played it right as far as cheaters go, except for allegedly killing his wife. And, and I've got to say this, too. Now, let me pose this question for you. Let's say you are cheating,
3: okay?
2: Uh-huh.
1: Let's say, God forbid, you were cheating, and you get into something, and you're about to get busted. Is it worth killing, allegedly? If that, Just that, that question and all. Let's say you were cheating on your significant other, and you get busted. Is it really worth killing someone over the fact that you maybe uh, got a few? No. So, I mean, you... If you uh, cheated on her, you at least have a backup. Yeah. That's how I look at it. I think it's all a matter of... You aren't out of poon, you know? No, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I mean, okay, so you have to give up half your money. You have to do this. But if you're a fertilizer salesman, you know, what oh, hap- well. Yeah, exactly.
6: Guys, no girl should get you that insane where you even worry about what happens to them. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's the bottom line. Now, let me ask you this, guy. I'm a dozen, fellas. Come on. Now, I was talking
3: about how,
1: you know, I don't cheat on my wife, but I do punch the clown a lot. You know what I mean? I have to work myself. And the biggest fantasy, because I always do it to porn, the biggest fantasy that I have while doing it to perform to porn is that I turn down the volume. Yeah. And I imagine that the chick in the porn, you know, that I'm obviously doing <laughs> it. I imagine her saying,
5: you're so good.
1: <laughs> wait, wait, wait. El You are so so <laughs> gay. Huh? No, man.
7: You're
8: so
1: good. You don't have any fantasies about That's like brutal. it never
8: say my name or anything.
1: Not at all. No, not but at the, all. it's not about being uh, my regular name. You know, it's not about the chick calling me by my my regular name that my mother gave me. It's about her calling me El Jefe. <laughs> and and my wife refuses to call me El Jefe whenever we're it. <laughs> Do you have any fantasies, Dumbs? Nothing like that. <laughs> What's yours? Uh, let me think about it. Go to Spoon. Spoon, do you have any fantasies?
6: Yeah, man, a lot of them. What? Okay. Unfortunately, you know, <laughs> I think I would get locked up if I explain them all. Uh huh. But I uh, what? Yeah. What? Oh come on! Just Explain, explain oh. them all. <laughs> well, we never know what to you know? think about you, man. <laughs> but well, give me one real quick. Uh, one fantasy would be to. Uh, Do somebody famous, man. Yeah. Just to say you did it. Just somebody just out there, you know, that everybody knows. Even the Queen of England. Yeah, I hit her. (laughs) You know, you you didn't have to tell them when you did it, just that you did her Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of my fantasies, man. So, like in 30 years, let's say,
1: and Christina Aguilera looks like she's plumping up as it is anyway. She's turning into a a pig before our eyes. I'll still
6: throw it to her. Even in 30 years? Yeah. Just to say you had. Yeah, sure. Why not? I'll be 30 years older anyway, so. That would make you
7: 73?
6: <laughs>
8: no. Dubs, any fantasies, man? I had a fantasy that uh, the last segment didn't happen.
1: <laughs> I was getting off on it so hard. Oh, man. I got a question whenever we come back from break. And this question, uh, seriously, I want to know. If you, were, if you had your opportunity to be in a rock band, okay? Let's say you could pick one rock band. What would it be? And this is in, in the way of Poon. In fact, let's go ahead and start it up now. If you let's say you had the, uh, you had your choice of being in Metallica.
3: Me. I see, I I myself, body
1: Metallica, you could have been in Metallica or Dave Matthews. I've got a very surprising answer to that question when we come back. 1-800-636-1067, 202-432-1067. Which band would you rather be in, Metallica or Dave Matthews?
5: (laughs) (laughs) You like that?
3: Not at
1: all. We'll come back on El Jefe's Hideout, 106.7 WJFK.
4: Well, L.L.F.A.'s hideout. This is not a reflex. Good time. This show is live.
3: you restored my faith in radio. <laughs> Thank you very much, L.H.A.P.E.
0: WJFK. 106.7 WJFK's Howard Stern.
7: The tonight, we're going to launch a new
4: revolution. 106.7. One that
7: will rock and roll your
4: My pilot.
3: you're gonna kiss the sun and taste the mother the rainbow.
1: Welcome back into all Jefe's Hideout, 106.7 WJFK, 1-800-636-1067, 202-432-1067, EJ Hideouts at Yahoo.com. This show is live, it is not a replay, and um, we're moving on, moving on having fun. You know what, uh, what's his name, Ted Williams, he, he hit 400, and he was one of the greatest of all times. You're not going to go... Thirty for thirty at the free throw line. You're gonna shank a couple, but uh, we got uh, plenty of stuff coming up for you, including uh, an interview with George W. Bush's sperm. Um, but we also have to we have to do some confessions. We have to we have to take some timeouts and um, say we're sorry for a few things that have happened. Not only tonight, but uh, some things that have happened in the past. Some things that are really really. Uh, They've been weighing on me all week, quite frankly, uh, going back to last week's show. And we also got to talk about our new buddies, Ron and Fez. Um, this week, uh, J-Dubs and Isle Jefe were hanging out with Ron and Fez all week long, helping those guys out, doing some stuff. But right now, we're posing the question to you. Um, last segment, we were talking about sex and cheating. And I this is something that I've had a, an age-old debate with a bunch of my buddies about for a very, very long time. And the question is... Which band would you rather be in? Metallica? Would you rather be in the band Metallica? Icon right now? Avril Lavigne covering your, uh, your songs? Was she not horrible, Don? Oh, she was terrible. Did that cover of Fuel. It was one of the worst things I ever heard in my life. Soup Dog was even worse, though. Yeah, that was... Did you? What did he
6: do that? Did you see Metallica Icon? No.
1: That's where all the bands come up and they, you know, they give performances, do covers of Metallica songs and stuff like that. Right, I know
6: what it is, but I didn't see it, Horn
1: did a great cover of the song that we just played the clip of, one. Yeah. But uh, Avril Lavigne did a cover of Fuel, um and Snoop Dogg came on. What'd he do? What do you? What what song did he even cover? I have no idea. It was it's just so
2: creepy Death or
8: something. It was only like 30 seconds long. It was
1: 30 get. seconds and he was singing off key and then he started to try these <laughs> When it, it, it was kind of like the last segment where you're like you're failing and you know you're <laughs> and you know you're bombing right. and so you're, you're grasping and so he's like Throw your hands up in the air. You know what I mean? Because he knew he sucked. We should have done that. Throw your hands up in the air. Just trying to salvage anything he had left right there. And it it sucked, man. It really did suck. And I think that was almost like affirmative action of sorts. Like the the, the token black guy. And it just... It went terribly wrong, man. It went terribly, ter- and I'm a fan of affirmative action, but in the fact of Snoop Dogg doing anything Metallica wise, it was terrible. So again, we're asking the question: one eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. Which band would you rather be in, Metallica or Dave Matthews? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To Dan. Dan, welcome into All Happy Side on 106.7 WJFK. What's it going to be Metallica or Dave Matthews and why?
5: Metallica, of now, course. Now, why would you say? Why would you say Metallica? They revolutionized metal. Okay. They, they, they are they are oh, yeah. you know they are metal.
1: Now, now let me let me pose this question to you, Dan.
5: Uh, Which band do you think gets the hotter chicks? Uh, you know, I knew where you were going with this. Exactly, you horny little doggy.
1: <laughs> which, but honestly, which band do you think is the hotter chick? Do you think that
5: Lars is getting a
1: better quality than Dave?
5: Uh no, nah, You know what? You got a point there because <laughs> I have. I, I've been to a Dave Matthews show, and there are some some high girls there.
8: Yeah, man, without a doubt. Thanks, Dan. If you go to any like sorority house, they have Dave Matthews posters all over it.
1: And that's... and that's the thing, man. Are you willing to sell your soul? You know, I'll, I'll tell you, give you a perfect example. Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray, yeah. the band Sugar Ray, when they started, they were more of a metal-type band. They were badass, yeah. But yeah. then that, that, that uh, Pussified song, Fly, yeah. I think it was Fly that yep. came out. And it was on all of the pop stations. Mm-hmm. And now everything pretty much since then has been real, been real poppy. Something you'd hear on, like, Mix or Hot 99.5 or something like that. And I guarantee you, if we were to have, uh, what's the lead singer's name? Do you remember what the lead singer, we saw him on TV the other day, has a really, really queer haircut right now. Um, <laughs> I, it'll come to us. Mark, Mark McGrath. Mark McGrath. I guarantee if you ask Mark McGrath the quality of poon that he was getting when they were Metal Sugar Ray, and now that they're Pop Sugar Ray, I guarantee you it's a whole lot better now with Pop Sugar Ray. Yeah. Let's go to Rick. Rick, welcome to All Happy Side Out 106.7 WJFK.
6: What's going on, bud? Hey, what's up, fella? You gotta go with Metallica,
1: man. Again, Metallica. Now, are you going purely on the music, or are you going with quality of chick? Uh, both.
6: Really? Yeah. Gotta go with both, man. It's uh, been around, what, 22 years
1: now? Yeah. A lot of people it, like the scummy chicks.
6: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so you say that all chicks that go to Metallica shows are scummy? Not all of them, but I'd say about 95%. You know, they, they, they do tend to be skanks, I would assume. Um, but again, it's a matter of what are you willing to do? They're wild. They're. You know the Metallica chick? Yeah. Oh yeah, I would. Assume, I bet they're a lot easier. I bet. <laughs> I bet the third input's going to be a lot easier. Oh man! Now you're more likely to catch something, right, <laughs> baby? Yeah. Which 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 uh, chick? Chasing with a bottle of rupees. <laughs> which? What are you talking about? I'm talking about what? Dave Matthews people. Oh jeez, man, you're so inappropriate. I'm about to send you to the to the holding cell, Darnell or Daryl. Welcome yeah. into all happy side. Hey, how
5: you fellas doing, man? What's up, brother? Hey, tell you what, man. I, first of all, I'd I have to go with Dave I, With Dave Matthews, man, because he's going, he's going across the board, man. Yeah,
1: I think he, just a little bit, of some, maybe some alternative chicks, but it's a lot of sorority whores, I think. Sorostitutes, like we like to call them.
5: Right, right, right. Hey, hey but one quick thing, man. Uh-huh. Hey, man, on my dream, I've got Nicole Kittman on one side and Holly Berry on the other side, man. Right? And I'm such a stud, man, that I put them both to sleep.
3: <laughs> oh. Thank oh, you, man.
1: Carol. Getting back to fantasies We asked earlier what the fantasy is Of uh, anybody out there one eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. 636 1067 202-432-1067 Hot Carl Hot Carl <laughs> <laughs> Carl, what's your answer? Metallica or Dave Matthews?
7: It would be
5: Dave Matthews But not because of the chicks, Just because of the music And could I tie it in with the other thing uh, The previous thing Give a shout out to gray hooded
1: uh, Alright, no shout outs. No, you haven't earned your abilities to do shout outs yet on this show. pimp Juice is back. I should pan, ban pimp Juice from the show. What does he want? Uh, well he actually he says he says he didn't that he has a great story concerning Dave Matthews. All right. Go ahead, uh, Pimp.
5: All right. This is about three weeks ago I was at a bar, picked up this girl, brought her home, and like you know, we're kissing and clothes are coming off and everything. And then, right. as soon as, you know, I'm about to, finish mm, Finish. Yeah. No, not finish. Oh, just start. Still the deal. Yeah. And turn I'm trying to clean it up. Uh-huh. She's like, wait. Runs out to her car, and this girl is beautiful. Brings three Dave Matthews CDs, and would not let me start back up until I put it in and the CD
6: player. Wow. <laughs> you had to put yourself in the CD player? <laughs> yes, that's that's, that's what disgusting. I
1: had to Did you make it past track two of the first CD? <laughs>
5: right. <laughs> I made it past track five on the third CD.
1: All right. That was oh, your last never. call then. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, douche. one 800 636 1067 Again, are you willing to sell out for Poon? And that's basically what it is. If you have any musical ability, because I have none, and I've always wanted to do some sort of (sighs) a band. Me neither. You know what I mean? I wanted to be in a band, and my buddy was going to put together a metal band, and I was going to be the dancing monkey, the guy that, like, slipknot, that just, like, (gasps) rolls around and bangs his head on the stage. and You know what I mean? Um, Are you willing to do that? Are you you willing to sell your soul? Colleen, welcome into El Jefe's Howdout on 106.7 WJFK. So you think you can do better than this show?
2: Yeah, uh, I've been on
5: like to school radio, uh, uh-huh. like at GW for like five years now, uh-huh. and I think I could show, like a lot better job than you guys. You know, uh,
1: given the previous segment, I'm not going to lie. Uh, th- 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 that was horrible. That wasn't college radio quality. That shouldn't have been on 250 watts.
2: Yeah, and
1: uh, I'll, start, I, um, I'll, I'll I'll say this: you re- you really think you're that good?
7: Uh, well, actually, um, I got you guys.
6: You don't you don't yeah. you don't think that you uh.
7: All right, I'll invite I you. I got you guys. How she's fun?
6: trying to say she's not a uh, college radio person. Oh, she's not. Yeah, she's not. A, I'm not a
1: sheep.
6: Oh, is this a guy?
1: Yeah.
6: I do. You! <laughs>
1: What is that? I was getting kind
8: of turned
7: on. Too. <laughs> oh. <I was> <laughs> <dumb>.
8: <laughs> Talk
1: dirty to me, baby. Oh. Talk dirty to me, Calvert. Oh,
8: I, w- I, w- I
7: was gonna
1: invite her to come in and do a segment. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Would you like to produce the Pimp Juice Hits the Streets? Does that guy ever sleep, man? Is that the same guy that hit that document? I think so. It, yeah, it wasn't very good. Jay and Fairfax, welcome into El Jefe's Side
5: Out.
6: Hey, guys, what's up? What's, what's up, Roto? Hey, I gotta say Metallica chicks, so you gotta figure that the Dave
5: Matthew chicks, it's all a bunch of girls that just wanna talk about feeling.
1: Yeah. yeah. You know, and that that's actually a very good point. The spoon and I had hit on this earlier. Um, as far as when we were talking about which chicks uh are probably the best lay when it comes to sports, and we discovered probably the golf crowd, the country club crowd, but they're also the kind that just lay there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're not gonna do anything and they're gonna expect oral and stuff like that. And that's the way I figure the Dave Matthews chicks are. That's
8: why you gotta go with like, like chicks with flat chests too,
1: you know? Yeah. They always
8: have to work harder. They don't, have to, they don't rely
1: on the, uh, the, uh, bag. On the bag? Yeah, exactly. one 800 636 1067 Now, obviously none of us have any musical ability. Uh, it's just not there for us. Nope. And judging by the show so far, there's not much radio ability either. But i got a question, man. Because we, we actually do have a choice. We do have a choice as the type of radio that it is we want to do. Now, I, I, I offer up this question, man. Would you be willing to sell out? To me, this show is my dream. And, you know, that's why I keep harping on, you know, a bag segment. And i got to learn to move on from that. <laughs> but I love this show. And I love the idea of what this show can be and what it will eventually become. I love this format. The problem with this format, though... It doesn't offer up hot chicks.
6: No hot chicks.
1: Because this is a male-dominated station. So I'd like to ask you, man. uh, Let me ask. Dubs, if it was the choice between working here at 106.7 WJFK or going over to like Hot 99.5 or 104 or 107.3 or whatever, would would you stay here if your main goal was Poon or does your art mean more to you? Well, my main
6: goal isn't Poon, so I'd stay here, you
1: know? Yeah. But do you agree that the other stations probably
6: get a better quality of course. Oh, of course. I mean, the music stations, obviously, bro, because the artists come in and out, and girls are always hanging around and waiting to see somebody famous. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Here, you know, the money might be better here. But uh, somewhere else... I haven't seen it. Yeah, I mean, rumored to be. We don't know, really. There's a lot more money-making potential.
1: But, see, that's the thing, too, man. I mean, you look at the guys in Metallica, and to me, I mean, I respect both bands equally, Metallica and Dave Matthews. Sure. Uh, They're both doing their thing. But, again, if you have that choice, and as, you know, as radio personalities, we did. We have a choice. What did we want to go into? And what did we want to accomplish? And I think that we made the right choice, I think, you know, as far as do we want to stay true to our art or do we want to get laid, man? (laughs) You know, it's that simple. Because I'm, I'm telling You're you. You need it. Yeah, especially with what's going on right now. But I got to tell you, Spoon, you joined the wrong show. Maybe you should yeah. be with Julian at nights over at Hot 99.5. If you I might have phone. to check her out, yeah. <laughs> That's
6: guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, hey, man, only listen to 106.7 WJFK. so I don't
1: know. Exactly. Jason in Fairfax. Welcome into the hideout on 106.7 WJFK. Come on, buddy. What's up,
6: brother? Just uh, telling you all... Try to
5: stick with it, man. I guess this is the
1: first time you're on the air, so. Thanks, <laughs> oh, <laughs> nice, Jace. Yeah, actually, it, it, uh, surprisingly, Jase, uh, we've been on three weeks now. I know you couldn't tell if you tuned in right around 11.50 or so. But right. uh, we, we appreciate the comment, man. Your choice, brother. <laughs> let's, have you ever had fantasies of working in radio?
6: Uh no
1: not really man yeah I'm the voice yeah you either do we I what think, does he do
6: I think Spoon... you gotta go with Metallica man what kind of song is Satellite
1: <laughs> fair enough yeah we're actually gonna... that's one of the few songs I like by Dave oh. uh, what's wrong with you bro no I, I I have guilty pleasures my friend you definitely do one eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven we're gonna take a break we're gonna come on back and uh, we're gonna realize that uh, I, think we, I think we pretty much settled that you want to stay true to your art. You want to stay true to who you are. And you know what's sad is that I think, you know, we're lucky to be in a profession where we can pick and choose. You know what I mean? I mean, for this show is being put together with the thoughts of there are people out there that are working really hard right now, and they don't have the luxury of deciding, you know, what kind of chick. Do they want us a prostitute or do they want some rock and roll whore? You know what I mean? They don't get that luxury. Nope. So one eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. We're gonna take a break. We're gonna come back, and um, I'm gonna to have to apologize and make good for something that had that happened last week. Last week we uh, we played a game called Sleazy Bingo, and we had a Mother's Day tribute. And if you thought the second uh, second segment of the show was uncomfortable, where do you get a lot of what we did last week. Last week I'm still. You're, you'll have to hear the phone call that I made to my mother. And then I'll have to, to give you the reaction from my mother last week. I, I did end up talking to her. And uh, we'll get to that in a second. I'll have a side out, 106.7
3: WJFK. No, no, okay, this is not a replay. Good call. This is wild, wild. You restored my faith in radio. Thank you very much, I'll have El Hefe's
5: Hideout. I gotta get down, man.
7: 106.7. Drink that shit, man. I gotta get down. Right. You kidding
1: me. Welcome back into El Hefe's Hideout 106.7 WJFK. Live programming. And welcoming all of your participation at one 800 636 202-432-1067, at yahoo.com. Getting back into the flow here. <clears throat> so last week's show was amazingly uncomfortable. Um, we uh, last week had a Mother's Day tribute. Um, a Mother's Day tribute that I think rivals any Mother's Day tribute ever. What we did is we, each of us, everybody on the show, told stories about their mother. And with these stories, um what was your story? Recap your story, Dubs. My
8: story was when I was about 13, I walked in on my mom having sex with her boyfriend at the time, and I closed the door real quick and she didn't know I was there, but about a week later it popped into my head while I was punching the clown.
1: And you actually were able to finish. Yes, I
8: did finish. What about you, Spook? Quite, quite triumphantly, too. I might add.
1: What about you, Spook?
6: Well, uh I was with the girl in my mom's uh my mom and dad's room and I met a their favorite carpet, so.
1: Okay. <laughs> um, and then Pimp Juice also last week had a story of him. Uh, Pimp Juice, the intern, you've heard, you've heard plenty tonight. Um, he had a story of whenever his mom was gone, single mother raising him. She went and she was, he was looking through her, uh, her, her dresser drawer and found some sex books and then punched the clown on her bed. Uh, to the sex books. So that was a little bit of our Mother's Day tribute. Um, <laughs> and, Thanks, mom. And welcome to El Hefe's hideout. Well, my story was a story of me rummaging through my mother's drawer for pornography so I could punch the clown. And when I finally came upon something sexually related, it turned out to be a vibrator, what? and and I held my I held my mother's vibrator in my hands. So, um, we played Sleazy Bingo, and the winner of Sleazy Bingo got to choose who had to call their mother in the middle of the night and confess their story. Again... A wonderful Mother's Day tribute on El Jefe's hideout. Oh, beautiful. Well, um, let's pick up the story from there, playing a segment from last week's show. Dubs and Pimp Juice both won the game on a tie. They picked seven uh, correctly out of the 25 categories for Sleazy Bingo, ranging from a grandmother to thumbless of the women that Sleazy has had sex with. So now we are going to uh, have these two dicks. Ha, <laughs> ha, ha. Officially announce who they've decided uh, would
5: need to call their mom. It's gonna be me, dude.
6: Twenty bucks each, fellas.
8: Uh, All right, we're already gonna pick them anyway, but yeah. give us twenty bucks each too. Yeah.
6: Have to hey. call your mom.
2: Oh, God damn it, guys! <clears throat> All right,
1: Mama. Yeah. More than anything else, Happy Mother's Day. Yeah, yeah. Happy Mother's, Mother's Day. Day. We really do mean that. And I was telling, I was telling the fellas earlier how um, you were absolutely amazing in raising me as a single mother doing everything you could working as hard as possible the great old times we'd have on Saturday nights watching the Golden Girls and <laughs> 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 you were just and, and my mom is really really cool and the only thing that I'm hoping is that she's going to be even cooler than I ever hoped and dreamed of. <laughs> I'm not going to
7: lend you any more money oh <laughs> it's a job oh man uh, That's
1: great. Uh, um so so, so here we go. Let me get at least some music to make this less. Come on!
3: <laughs> less, um.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, all right, mom. Here's what happened, okay? Okay. I don't know if you know this, but you know I've been married for a very long time, and I am of the opinion pornography saves marriages. It keeps okay. people from cheating. So I'm a pornography freak. All right. However, when I was, I don't know, 16 or 17, please forgive me. Please, please forgive me, okay? I was I was visiting you at home, and I was rummaging through drawers looking for pornography so I could punch the clown.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> cool. did ain't even got to it. Yet. And I accidentally held one of your sex toys. Okay. That's it. That's it. I accidentally held one of your sex toys. I accidentally held a vibrator.
3: Okay.
1: And I smelled it.
3: No.
7: <laughs>
1: um. Know that I love you.
7: <laughs>
1: Happy Mother's Day.
7: Okay. Oh, you, you, oh,
1: I've heard. All, I love you back yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you're, no. you got. You are the greatest mother in the world, and don't be ashamed because Um, Even you have means.
7: Happy Mother's Day. Thank you.
1: Infinity
0: Broadcasting, WJFKF in Manassas, Washington, D.C. All
1: right, so there's no doubt that I probably have the absolute coolest mother in the world. But I don't know if it came across on there, but you guys saw it. You were here with me. You saw how incredibly uncomfortable I was when I had to make that phone call. And I was distraught afterwards. I was, in fact, I, I think uh, one of our phone screeners, Tim, put it best when he said, dude, you're whispering. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't even verbalize my feelings after waking my mother up the morning of Mother's Day and confessing to her that I held her vibrator in my hands. It was one of the worst things that I think I've ever done as a son, as a son in my entire life. So with that, I need to cleanse my soul a little bit. I uh, I I want to. Um, I want to to go into a new segment here. And let me um, let me open the door and come in. This is. It's now time for me to confess to Father Spoon. Father Spoon. Yes, my son. Father Spoon, how are you?
6: I am well. How are you? Is
1: the question. I, I don't know if you um you heard the second segment today.
6: I was listening very attentively. I would like to apologize for that first and foremost. You are a heathen, son? <laughs> need to repent.
1: I would like to apologize for for confessing to my mother that I held her vibrator in my hands. This is something that I shouldn't have done, and I did it not for ratings, because the show wasn't rated. <laughs> Thank you for laughing at me, father. I I, I did it to be able to get the ability to do today's show because we're going show to show by show show at a time and i sold i i, I sold my mother out i sold my mother out to thousands of uh, people in the washington dc area i sold the fact that she has a vibrator in her drawing that i i held it and i smelt it what can i do to atone for these sins father Spoon?
6: first of all bite that tongue of yours it's very disgusting Okay. I don't like the word you were using to describe her toy. Vibrator? Yes. What do you you suggest I use instead? I suggest you don't use it at all when referring to your mother. Honor thy father and thy mother.
1: Okay, fair enough, Father Spoon. I'd also like to atone for the sins that last week, and I do feel guilty about this, the N-word was said on the show four times. And I do not condone that at all. I do not condone any any racist activity on this show. The show is all inclusive. The show is for everyone. Father Spoon.
6: The N word, necrophilia.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, sir. Uh, you know the other N word, the real bad N word. Oh. Um. Yeah. What else did we do? What else did I do this week? Um, retarded jokes got on the air last week. Oh, J- that bastard Spoon and Jay Dubs uh, ran a few uh, mongoloid jokes out there, which is unacceptable. And I guess the biggest thing that I did last week, Father Spoon. Yes. is that I punched the clown. Punched the clown. To the thought of our general sales manager. Oh, man. <laughs> I've got I've got someone in a porn that looks just like her. It, it, the, the thought slipped into my mind, and she did call me happen.
6: Is that right? Yeah. Okay, well, I'll tell you what. You need to see me in my private quarters. <laughs> so you can touch me further, Father? Well... So I can give you further instruction. So we can be intimate with your thoughts and with your feelings. All right, I feel better. I really- not an open forum. Your feelings are very private, and so is your spirituality.
1: What the hell is he saying? Thank you, Father Spoon. J Dubs, um, would you like to come into the uh, to the confessional and admit something? Stinks like sex in here.
2: <laughs> I know.
8: Mm -hmm. All right. I need to confess that I I was running the board during the whole (laughs) bad, bad, bad segment, and I apologize to Cameron for that and to uh, the whole listening audience, whatever's left of it. Also, I need to apologize to... admit to El Jefe that i punched the clown at his house since I've there oh, a few times and that blanket you were laying with last night No, there's an NFL blanket and right on the Giants you'll see a little bit of
2: me no I,
7: I've had that blanket since I was a
1: kid man you did not punch the clown on my blanket
3: sorry
1: man no! I seriously have had that since I was a kid
6: you punched the clown?
1: I'm sorry. There are two of us in this confessional booth. For- yeah.
6: Forgive me. C- continue. There's Con- plenty of room, boys. <laughs> continue. My friend, Proverbs 1-7.
1: Are you going to give an actual...
6: The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction.
1: Why didn't you give him the one about tossing your seed on the floor? Yeah. On that one. good, too. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I feel a little bit better now that we've uh, been able to, to, to chat with Father Spoon. You know what, why, how I feel better?
8: Huh? After I punched the clown on your blank, I felt a whole lot better after that. You know,
1: I wanted to ask you that, because you, you, you've been here, Dubs, living with me for the last week and a half so that we could do this show and work really hard on this show. And I, I, you're away from your girlfriend, and I had to ask, and I wondered if you had indeed punched the clown. You didn't use like Kleenex or toilet paper or no? You, you straight onto my blanket. <laughs>
6: oh,
1: you're a bastard, man. He's
6: disgusting, <laughs> man.
1: I don't. I seriously don't know if there's anything. I mean, other than actually, you know have intercourse with my wife. I don't think there's anything else that you could do that's <laughs> you, worse than You that. know, if she's laying in a blanket, kind of indirectly <laughs> oh, I have. Oh, no. Oh,
4: no.
6: <laughs>
2: oh,
1: man. And see, that's actually one of the reasons that I have been so frustrated lately is because Dubs is around all the time. And, then you know, when my wife goes to work and when she hops in the shower, it's usually my time for me to be able to punch the clown. But when do you do it? While we're asleep in the other room? Now, I've actually slept in, slept in the living room before in the same room with you. Please no, tell me you didn't do it. No, I do it while you're working out, man. I'm like,
8: no, I'll stay here. I'm good.
1: <laughs> oh. So that's why you didn't want to go work out today. Yeah. Oh, you dirty bastard. Okay. Oh, man. The
6: other day, dude, at the writer's meeting, uh huh. this guy takes a dump in your toilet <laughs> all the way down the hall. It creeps around the wall. <laughs> into the room we're sitting in and just i mean it's like you might as well have given us crap flavored bubble gum because we were tasting this stuff it was disgusting it was so rank man i can't believe how far it traveled that dubs, was crazy dubs is dubs is just dirty
1: dubs also has a bad a bad habit of like stinking He's, the thing
6: <laughs>
8: the thing is i my, my girlfriend, she doesn't allow me to, uh, to uh, do my act in the uh, toilet anymore because of how bad it smells. I had to go, actually, down the road to McDonald's <laughs> to actually... To punch
1: the clown? No. To, uh, Could you do that from now on instead of doing it in <laughs> my apartment? And McDonald's in the bathroom. wherever? but on my blanket that I've had since I was, like, seriously five years old, you rat bastard, I hate you. Well, you'll always be able to remember me by it now too. You know, it, it just holds all your memories right there. One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven. Just memories. Two zero two four three two one zero six seven. EJ hideout oh, at Yahoo.com. And uh, you know what's you know what you're even, the man. <laughs> you know what's even more upsetting is that I've never even been to your place. I've, i i you know what I'm gonna do? Because I actually I washed your clothes for you, man. I'm gonna <laughs> I wash that blanket now. <laughs> I'm gonna like grab one of your tube socks or socks or something and like and dirty it with my spunk. Uh, 1-800-636-1067. Now, we did our confessions to Father Spoon, but allow me to get serious for a second here. I believe there's a, a major epidemic going on in this country specifically. And i Jefe, the most important Latino broadcaster ever. The man who will take in Uh, poor pizza delivery men into his apartment to stay with him to bring them onto a show in a top ten market to produce crappy bits and that's how he repays me by spunking uh, uh, with my favorite blanket but uh, anyway, that's, I'm just giving my official title. But I am here to save the Catholic Church. I teased this whenever the show began, hours and hours ago. And I'm going to ask you, I don't know if there are any Catholics. If you are a Catholic person or of the Catholic religion, I have actually given this theory, this idea, to other um, Catholics. And they say it's foolproof. And now I'm here to broadcast it over the airwaves. Hopefully there's a priest somewhere in some parish and church that's listening that will pass the word on to the to the Pope, who officially has Parkinson's now. Like we didn't know that. <laughs>
8: and um, who, he has a new single out called "Shake It Up." Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, with you. I think he's in uh, doing a mix shake deal. All
1: right. So no
8: Parkinson jokes, is
1: that? Is no, 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 no. Only if they're funny. So here's the thing. All right. Uh-huh. Here's the problem. Apparently, with the Catholic Church, the Catholic Church cannot admit any wrongdoing. Because these priests are allegedly handpicked by God, give me the uh, give me the church music. These priests these, these priests are allegedly handpicked by God. Now we all know, uh, even with Father Spoon there, that boy touching has gone on. I mean, it's well documented, and it happens more often than not in the Catholic Church. And the thing with the Catholic Church is that you can't marry, right? And so you have to have some sort of an outlet. But I, I suppose it's a sin to have an outlet, even if it's on your best friend's blanket. That's a double stand. <laughs> so here's what I am proposing. And again, if you disagree with me or if you have any questions, one 800 Because God makes no mistakes by handpicking these priests that are chosen by him, the church can't admit any wrongdoing. That's why they can't kick these priests out of the priesthood, because they were hand-chosen by God. That's why they just move them along and move them along. Here's my idea. Because a priest is assigned to a parish or a church, if a police uh, if a priest molests a kid or touches a young boy inappropriately, yeah, and um, this happens. I say that the priest is quote unquote, reassigned, quote unquote, reassigned to prison. Now, now get this. by the by the priest being reassigned to prison, He's being punished, like, let's say, the Pope or, you know, the Archbishop or whoever says, you, you, Father Spoon, you touched young boys inappropriately. So instead of being at so-and-so church in Fairfax, I'm going to reassign you to Fairfax County prison, jail, for the next 8 to 15 years. So now the priest is reassigned to the prison, and that's their so called reassignment, and therefore they're now being punished. But at the same time, too, they can also be there to save souls. Now, this solves the molesting problem, while at the same time, it allows the church to be proactive. God damn, I'm brilliant. I mean, seriously, where is the flaw in that? The church is able to save face because they reassign these priests to another parish, a jail, for a term of 8 to 15 years. And then after that, they're released. And, of course, in jail, there are no little boys to touch. And if they're in jail, who knows? You know, sometimes, you know, pedophiles are the worst scum of the earth, and they may get knifed or something. But then even that's a deterrent. Because then the priests they won't touch little boys, because then they know they'll be reassigned to prison. And then once they're reassigned to prison, they could get shanked and killed, like in the shower or something. It's foolproof. Foolproof, huh? I, I like
8: mine a little bit better. What's yours, Dubs? Just, just uh, there's all these third world countries, begging for their children to be taken over to the west, you know, and just give us all the young boys, assign them to each parish, give each of them one, you know, like you know, one per village, <laughs> and, and that could be like their outlet.
7: No, they
1: have save a little Filipino boy outlet. Maybe, maybe you're missing the point. <laughs> the point is to stop the the boy touching. That's the that's the point of this. It would be a Filipino dumpster. Jay is Dump's no. the worst person in the world. <laughs> that's Ron from the Ron and Fez show. He earlier. is, dude. You really are. So that's really the way that you would solve the Catholic Church. Again, it's better than molesting American boys. Oh, dude. <laughs> that was completely uncalled for. You're about to get thrown in the holding cell. Molesting any children isn't right. Some's more right than others. one 800 <laughs> <laughs> You heard the debuting of... Uh... Uh, A little something of uh, El Jefe and J-dubs on the Ron and Fez show. And what we're going to do is we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about Ron and Fez and how that went for us and uh, what it was like working for Ron and Fez. And then conversely, too, um, something that surprised me about these guys, something that really, really surprised me, the fact that Fez is really gay, um, no answer. Nope, no answer to that. But there was something that was actually pretty shocking. And we're going to uh, pull back the curtain a little bit on the Ron and Fez show whenever we come back. It is El Jefe's Hideout, 1-800-636-1067, EJ hideout at Yahoo.com. El Jefe's Hideout on 106.7 WJFK.
4: El Jefe.
3: Wow, the Bible is written by people even dumber than all these mothers.
4: On 106.7 WJFK.
1: Radio people are afraid of automation I say it's great because then you can take 20 and 30 minute
3: naps
4: WWJFK
1: Welcome back to El Jefe's Hideout, 106.7 WJFK. 1 800 636 1067 202 432 1067. EJ Hideout, at yahoo.com. I am El Jefe. JDubb's is mine. And Spoon is also hanging out. Spoon is here with us as well, running uh, all of the funny little sound effects that you do here. So this week was actually, it was kind of a, an up and down week for us. A lot of high notes um, during I like this the week. show. Yeah, a lot of high notes this week happened for us, including the fact that there was a, a major thing that went on at the station. Finally, um, we talked about it for a second last week, but the, the company finally made a decision as the new head person, the new boss in charge of programming here at WJFK. And it was Cameron Gray, and we got to give a round of applause. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, much thanks to Cameron for, uh, you know, for, for supporting the show and backing the show and uh, knowing that the show's going to take some lumps, but knowing that there's something here. Now, with that, with Cameron moving up in the world, he uh, kind of left a little hole with the Ron and Fez show as far as being the, the one of the producers for Ron and Fez here at night. And I've kind of slipped into that role. And so this week, uh, Dubs, who was up here all week with me, putting together all kinds of uh, different bits and segments here from The Hideout, we, uh, we made our debut on Ron and Fez. And it sounded a little something like this.
7: Uh, Jay Dubs, you got one, buddy? Yeah, J. Dubs, of course,
1: uh, Fezzy, from the Saturday Night Show. That's right, from El Jefe's Hideout.
8: And I swear I'm not lying about this one. Uh, every time my mom would leave for the weekend or go away with the rest of my family, she would tell me, "Please do not pleasure yourself in your sister's room."
7: Oh my <laughs> God!
8: I was notorious for marking my territory. Would you really? Yeah. You didn't anywhere, you, anywhere I could.
7: No batch towel. You would just let. Make sure you use the sheets. Yeah. Just roll over. <laughs> really? Right. So here's the thing. You're the bad person, not her. Yeah. She literally had to say this. Yeah. She she had every right to say this.
5: It's my house too. I mean, come on. I know, but it's not your room. Every room, J. Dubs?
8: Every room possible. I didn't make it down to the basement, but. The kitchen. Kitchen?
1: Yeah. yeah. Let me tell you if I came home and a kid was bashing in the kitchen, I'd shoot him. <laughs> That's where my food is.
7: It would be justifiable.
1: I'd have to say, uh, stop it or I'll show you where you came from. <laughs> Thank you, J-Dub. You're, oh, bro. you're a scumbag, oh, man. If you were eligible,
5: is, you'd be going to H M Festival. The fact that he's feeling very comfortable is going, yeah, here's what I used to do. I'd
6: mark my territory.
5: <laughs> At first you think, all right, his mom's just being a nut. Then you realize, oh, it's completely justified.
1: J-Dub's making his debut on the Ron and Fest show. Uh, when was that? Wednesday, Thursday night? That no, was Thursday night. Thursday night on Washington's 106.7 WJFK. This is LFA's Hideout. This show is actually live. And you know what? Going, referring back to something that you said last segment, that disturbs me even more. (laughs) You were telling uh, Ron and Fez there about how you would mark your territory everywhere, just like on my, on my blanket at my house. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, I, I just marked the, uh, the uh, Giants. <laughs> That's the only part of their The Giants. Yeah, yeah, the Giants are the only ones that are mine. j Dobbs is yeah. the worst person in the world. F the Giants. Yeah. Um, but with that, we had the opportunity to come in and to meet Ron and Fez for the very first time. And let me say something about these guys. First of all, I like the show. And I'm not just saying that because I work at WJFK, because I'll tell you there are shows here that I don't like. Um, but what was so refreshing about meeting Ron and Fez was the fact that they're actually nice guys. Yeah. And you don't you don't see that all that often in radio. You really don't. Um, a lot of times, there's something, there's something about radio people that has them, they're always so upset all the time. They're always so angry at the world. You know what I mean? They want to kick everybody's ass. Somebody says the show sucks. They want to kick their ass. They want to beat everybody up in the world. We'd be kicking
8: a whole lot of ass this week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, and, and what, what's so good is to meet guys that are nice and that are actually just happy to be on the radio. You know what I mean? It's very, very refreshing. And another person who made his debut on the Ron and Fez show this week was Tim, our phone screener. What, what Was that your first time meeting Ron and Fez? No, no. I would met them
0: back when they first came down here. Okay. Uh, back, oh, geez, I guess January February when they started doing the, the tag team thing back and forth between here and New York. Yeah. And I was dumping their show for a while.
8: Mm-hmm. And now what? So I
0: got a chance to meet them earlier. How big are your balls, bro? <laughs> the size of a Tim, <laughs> and that's Actually,
1: actually
7: that's not my real voice. This is my everyday voice.
1: And that's actually what he was doing with Ron and Fez, was cutting right. uh, some new voice work for the guys. But i got to ask, is there anything in the world worse than angry DJs, guys that are just so upset, when you realize that, god damn, this is supposed to be fun, man?
8: There are so many jaded people in this business. They're just
1: so pissed all the time. All right. Now, let me ask let me ask you two fellows. Also, introduce yourself to the crowd here. Well, Johnny Panani here. Johnny yeah, Panani, no, no, no. welcome. I'm, I'm, I'm the technical director of FCC regulation. <laughs> that's my man right there. He sits upstairs yeah. and he hits the button. On I'm the, the dumb button. <laughs> but he hates me, but that's all right. Now, let me ask you guys, and I, I want you guys to be perfectly honest, okay? And I this is, you know, this is Reality Radio. We like to pride ourselves on this fact. How long have you guys been at WJFK?
0: Uh, <laughs> i will have been here two years in october
1: two years yeah what about johnny punani two years ago exactly. two years ago exactly yeah. and why did you guys get into the radio industry let me ask <laughs> because <laughs> i don't know how to do anything else <laughs> i don't either actually uh, chicks chicks
8: chicks is now and, and it works
1: <laughs> no it works i mean you know we all know that sort of oh, I mean, yell happy you're married and all that but uh-huh you know, have you gotten chicks from yeah. from hitting the dump button on the start show?
2: That can't All you got to do—I and
1: I swear it does work—because you know, you, you know, hey, I'll be the first one to met. I go on those little chat boards and things like that, and you go, <laughs> "Yeah, you know, I'm on a 50k watt station, and I'm, a, I'm the associate producer, technical director, SEC." And
5: <laughs> man, you're hooked. You're hooked. <laughs>
1: right. and, I mean, right now, I know some of you guys. Some of you guys are listening. One so, 24321067 Hooked up with Johnny Punani. Johnny, <laughs> looking for Johnny Punani. If somebody will actually go back, one of you guys stay in here and uh, answer that phone call, and then whenever that's good. Now let me ask you this, Tim. Um, what did you first think of me, Jefe when I got here?
0: I actually, I thought you were in a band. You look like you're in a band.
1: Uh, yeah, and we talked about yeah, you yeah. You've got
0: them. You've got that that whole Dimebag bag, Daryl goatee thing worked in working. Mm-hmm. And when you said you weren't in a band, I was I was shocked.
1: <laughs> Don uh, Daryl from, from Pantera, Pantera right? Ah, Actually, right, yeah. Pantera being from Dallas, as am yeah. I. By the way, go Mavericks! Yeah. Getting into the uh, the uh, Western Conference Finals against the Spurs. I don't know basketball. Now, with that though, Timmy, um, Timmy. when I when I when I initially talked to you, I talked about man, I, you know, it's cool. You know, I'm running Don and Mike and Ron and Fez replays, but I have the hopes of getting a radio show yeah. at some point. How many how many people do you think come through here looking to get a radio show and actually trying to get a radio show on the
0: air? I don't know. At, at this at this station, um, the programming that is in place here is pretty well ensconced, I think. yeah, uh-huh. Howard in the morning.
4: Don and Mike in the
8: afternoon. And
0: Don and Mike in the afternoon. And then for a long time it was the junkies, and before that it was the skateboarders. Yeah. And Don and Mike were in midday. And it, it was pretty much, if, if you got in here as a part-timer, you knew that you were gonna be pushing buttons and babysitting the tape reels on the weekends and
7: Well let me let me, let me let me let me ask you this though,
1: okay? Did it did it piss you off? Yeah. Did it up <laughs> did not truly did it piss you off and did it upset you when it turns out after being here four or five months I got a show called a Jefe Side Out? No. Honestly, no, no, no it didn't
0: because because That was your aspiration. My aspiration was not to have my own show. I didn't get into this this gig to have my own show.
1: Why Uh, did you get into it?
0: Well, like I said, it's the only thing I know how to do.
1: (laughs) No, seriously.
0: Last year, my income tax return was the first time... I'll, I'll be I'll be 39 this summer. The first time Someone I,
1: older than Spoon. <laughs> Ew, get out of here. how yeah. how that happened?
0: Um, <laughs> since I was 16, that I only turned in one W two on my. Two oh wow, four. from just working yeah.
1: one job. Yeah,
0: and from just working one job, and that's it. Uh-huh. And you know, it, it's I've I found my niche. Okay, you know, right on.
1: So I mean, you don't you know, have any further aspirations? Well, it's not
0: like I'm 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 going to be competent. To, I'm, I'm going to be comfortable to, to sit here and push buttons for the rest of my life. But you know, I, uh, uh-huh. uh, to you,
3: uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs>
0: um, It's definitely it's it's a resume builder, and I, I think I don't know if you were in here earlier tonight. I was talking with Cameron about um, doing a show. Yeah, uh, and you know, like like maybe on the weekends or something.
8: Well, this is. This but
0: it d- doesn't
6: look like that's going to happen. Yeah, he was trying to ignore you. Who? <laughs> <laughs> <after> your
1: Cameron?
6: <laughs> I guess Cameron.
1: Well, see, that's what, and that's why I actually wonder. I mean, I I wonder because when when, I, when you go to a new station all the time, they're always very bitter people that work in this industry you know what i mean and i wonder what the reaction is because when i came in i came in as a button pusher even though i've been on the air for you know six years i came in as a button pusher and lo and behold after this show i may end up being just a button pusher again (laughs) but uh... but you know what i mean and we got the show on the air and i just wondered if there was any animosity from anybody at the station as far as this show going on the air.
8: that this show i I
1: don't have you I heard know. anything on the inside track no. as far as, like, any of the other board ops like Travis or anybody else, Mike, being, you know, pissed off at me or anything? Uh, no. Okay. Well, no, that's, I that's, haven't. And that's that's something that I legitimately wondered, and it was cool. <laughs> to tell you the
0: truth, the thing that pissed me off more was when you got the board op gig for Ron and fest
3: oh, oh, yeah. there's uh, <laughs> <I> something. <laughs> Ouch. Oh, let yeah, you out...
0: ask my wife. I, when I, I was bitter the night that happened. Let out the dirty <laughs> secret. But when it's, Lord, just, it's when? working
7: itself When's out. When's going
3: to be my time? <laughs> Food coming through. <laughs> Look at that. Well,
0: I just I, I realized I realized that that you know what for what it was it was it was you know the best thing for you know I've, I've got my own stuff going on and and really I I I can't finish a sentence here. My brain is That's working okay. faster than my mouth. I think you know I've I've got a lot of I've got a lot of commitments in the evening that I was I was fearful that if I did get the if I did get an opportunity to work with Ron and Fez that it was going to interfere with those things. And after a while. I realized that you know it was going to all work out for the best anyway. So I'm I I have no animosity towards you. Exactly. I have no bitterness at this point. I'm happy for you, and I realized that my opportunity to move up in this company is 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 going to come in due time.
1: Nice, there you go. The Stand up, guy. Thank you. Bring in Johnny Punani and go ahead, and Johnny Punani. Get in here.
6: Thank you, sir. Your big muffin making mother.
1: One uh, 202-432-1067. You see, that's why I, I love this station. Oh, back at a old station? Uh-huh.
8: Give it up. We had no one that was that had our back. We had no one that was just so cool that we were doing something that we liked. Everybody was so jaded. Everybody was so pissed. You yeah. Know? All the
2: time.
1: And, and you, you find that occasionally because whenever you first come here, it's like, ah, yeah, I wanted to get a show on the air, and I pitched about four or five shows, and nothing ever happened. And, and I just wondered if people were upset at the fact that we were able to come in. We were able to... And again, like we said, we don't think we're gods. And, and I think... It, I've heard some comments around the station about, oh look, there's the new media darling, there's the new darling of the market. El-. who said that? I'm not gonna say. Oh come on, please. Uh, uh, <laughs> Initials. Um, RS. Okay. Oh, all I right. And but, I mean, but no, but I mean, he's a good dude. And he's actually been great. Yeah. He helped us out with a bit that we're going to do in a second. But I think because we got a lot of run on, like, the radio, um, on the radio websites for all the, the radio nerds, the DCR TV right, and right, stuff right, like right. that. Right. You know what I mean? Oh, who's this El Jefe? He thinks he's a badass. He thinks he's going to come in and he's automatically going to do nights. And what does he think? That he's going to be able to walk right in and do whatever? The thing is, No. You know, somebody else saying that, not us. That's that's somebody else. I mean, yeah. and that was the, that was almost what we were, in a sense, afraid of, because we did. We came out, man. We had three kick-ass shows yeah. in a row, and we're, and like we said, there are going to be some bumps along the way. Hey, and, sorry, we're good. You know what I mean? And, <laughs> we're gonna
2: take sorry. our
1: we're going we're gonna take our lumps, but it's all how you learn from that. And so I just wanted to get that out there, man, that, first of all, we here, you know, on El side we don't think that we're the absolute end-all to be-all. Man, we're just happy to be here. Yeah. You know, what, what is? <laughs> that was your line. Your, yeah. It's
6: like what, a retard at the Special Olympics.
1: We're just happy to be here. And I actually turned that down as, <laughs> as an image I because mean, they're excited. Yeah,
6: <laughs> I'm racing
1: first. <laughs> Come on, man, get out of here with that, Johnny Punani. Uh, I, I don't know where Timmy's coming from, but man, hey, pure hate. I am a rig, rig. Oh, uh, wow. this guy's a baker. But, but first of all, let's, let's 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 you know Timmy's getting laid every night. So. Oh, yeah. You're not getting any. Oh, see, so if I'm a board up or you know producer, I'm only kidding. <laughs> okay, man. Hey, but I, I'm, I'm you know I'm but a, did I mean have you pitched any shows here no oh, hell no no oh, <laughs> I, I'm doing you a favor there
5: <laughs> I don't care no. I, I do
1: my own thing and hey no hey, more power to you man you know this this is you know my kind of gig as uh spoon there says I do have a side business yeah I gotta
6: hook you guys up with some sugar pills. Great man. stuff, man. Yeah. Oh, I was about to. Ask. No, go ahead. Tell them about you.
1: St- Is it the same side business as spoon? No, 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 no. no, 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 no. Not that kind of... What?
7: No, no man. I'm, I'm
1: in the pastry stuff. <laughs> Are you really? Yeah. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Brownies. Oh, I don't know why we do that stuff. <laughs> I mean, whatever stuff we're referring that's, to. I mean, that's right. One thing. I'm on the same road as uh, you know the CSB stuff, Connecticut School Broadcast, and you have these great visions of. Uh, Uh, you know coming into radio and and doing all this and everybody gets the ego going and all of a sudden you run into the brick wall. Of course there's gonna be a little bit of man, I can do that. I mean, we've already this tonight, man, sitting on the phones, which is a step up from the technical director of that. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta come up with something. <laughs> but I mean, even that, man, you got people calling coming up and saying, Oh, I can do a better job than that. That's a bunch of garbage. People don't realize how hard it is to talk for Yeah, thank you. That's man. ridiculous. For a man. three right. and a half and I couldn't an hour. do no, I honestly I could not I do a one hour thing once a week. Uh-huh. And that isn't about soccer.
2: At the exact about
1: football in other countries? 1 800 <laughs> Brad, welcome into all happy side on WJFK.
6: What's up, guys? You know who it is. Gotta get my Hey, my boy.
1: Big ass Packer fan, man. buddy. What's Big happening, Big ass buddy? Packer fan. Hey,
5: hey, 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 hey. Such a Detroit loving
7: selfie.
5: <laughs> all right, let me, let me get in, you know. Not everybody can appreciate, you know, classic,
6: you know, affirmative action like my Mexican brother over there, El Hefe, is delivering. Right. You know, he's the boss of the radio Saturday nights. You know, kick Bill O'Reilly off.
5: (laughs) Get him out of there.
1: (laughs) Right now, Bill O'Reilly's okay with me.
5: Well, well, big Bill
6: O'Reilly. Uh, what? Benzone, give me my format. But you know, Dynamite, you know, you want to beat my ass? El Hefe's going to take his spot one day.
1: No, no, no. no. See, that's the last thing
6: I want to do, bro.
1: Yeah, the last thing I want to do is start talking about replacing anybody here.
6: It's I, I just legendary show. We love you, Packers fan. I mean, yeah, we're good. But we geez. love
1: you, Packers fan, but God damn. I mean, that's like saying, okay, you know, let's have, uh, um, I don't know, Mike Young, the second baseman for, you know, the Texas Rangers step in for Barry Bonds whenever Barry Bonds leaves. You know, yeah, right. Those guys are the Barry Bonds of radio. There's no doubt about it one 800 With that, Howard Stern is the uh, Babe roof of radio as well. Let's go to Eddie and Sterling. Eddie, welcome into all Happy's Hideout, talking about WJFK overall as a station. Do you have any ideas as to what the station could do to make itself better? Um, besides get rid- getting rid of El happy
3: Hideout?
6: The station altogether... Is lovely, and you guys do a fantastic job on Saturday nights and all that good stuff.
3: All right. Yeah. I
6: think you might be missing one key ingredient. What's that? What's Myself. That? You? Me? me and my comedic genius. That's right.
1: Well, send us a tape. We're always looking for talent, man. Send us a tape up here to 10800 Main Street in Fairfax. We're always looking to add new parts and new uh, abilities to the show. Sure. And you know, that something happened to this show this week, and I think if you're a listener to the show... You know, you, you see that some elements to the show are missing. And I think that's one of the reasons why the show has been a little bit off its, off its guard a little bit, you know. You, you get into a rhythm, and not to say that we, we particularly miss specific people but you get into a comfort flow you know yeah, yeah. you get into your team you know what i mean it's Absolutely. like all of a sudden you know you have uh you know a Raja bell or a steve nash with you and then you don't have you know
8: those guys anymore it's just like michigan state football this <laughs> year, when smoker got busted for coke and everything The whole team went to Hell in a Handbasket after that.
1: So, just kind of, do you have any ideas for the station, Spoon, as to something that you'd like to do with it?
6: I mean, just to sure up the nighttime, sure up the weekends. But overall, I think it's good, man. And we got, you know, new management who I feel like have been given, you know, the power to actually do something. Leave it out of corporate hands put it in the hands of the people that are here now.
1: Now, why did you get into a radio, Stone?
6: Uh, for real. What is it that you, why did you go to the Columbia Schools of Broadcasting? What? High, for high school football <laughs> <laughs> What? High school football updates, that's what he said. Oh, man, yeah, that was my first gig, man, right away. I, you know what? I don't know. I I was 24 when I finally did this. I didn't know what I wanted to do after school. I know I didn't want to go to school anymore. You know what I mean? But uh, I wanted, I felt like I was entertaining, uh-huh. and, and I love sports, uh-huh. you know, so I your radio, go ahead and give it a try, see what happens, mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's and been how, okay. How do you think you've, you've done so far, then? I think I've done well, considering I, I pick my spot. Yeah, I've been at it for a little while, and, I, you know, I ha- I'm not, like, prominent like, you know, some other shows. But I'm doing a lot better than a lot of kids I came in with, you know what I mean, oh, yeah, that definitely.
8: were, yeah. Oh, well, oh. like at the, the broadcasting school I went to, I think there's four of us. Out of the 30 people that were in that class, that are still in radio. Yeah, yeah. I
6: mean, compared to everybody else.
8: A lot of people that go to these broadcasting schools just do it to waste
6: some
1: time. You know, it
6: sounds fun. Yeah, if that sounds cool, I bet it's easy anybody could do that. Right, or to gain access.
7: Well, i tell you the reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs>
2: what
1: that movie. was inside. That was for us. one 800 <laughs> <1-800-6-3-6-106-7-2-0- laughs> 24321067 <laughs> LFA's high and out on 106.7 WJFT. The reason I got into radio is to eventually at some point do what we're going to do next segment. Next segment we are going to be interviewing a star a person of very much importance. Um, I don't
4: even know if i call him a person.
1: I-, I got into radio to do what's called Intelligent Entertainment Meets Reality Radio. I guess you'd be a product. A product. Oh, yeah, a product is what we're going to be talking to next. And George W. Bush's sperm is joining us next on El Jefe's Hideout. If you've never talked to George W. Bush's sperm before, Uh, I think it's going to be highly entertaining for you. And this could be the final straw.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What? You're getting us kicked off? (laughs) Uh,
1: You're going to learn a little something, and you're going to laugh a little something. And uh, it's coming up next. George W. Bush's sperm on El side hideout after this. 106.7 WJFK. Oh,
4: El hideout. Who am I? As happy as a runaway slave. Hey, where are the white women at? El <laughs> oh, Happy hideout. I'm 106.7. 106.7 You're about to go downtown, bitch. Right here on the station that plays only platinum here. WJFK.
3: WJFK all over
1: Washington. New WJFK spokesmodel, Melissa, on Thursday from 7 to 9 p.m. at Hooters in D.C. While at Hooters, you can win tickets to the Capitol Open. Hooters is located at 825 7th Street Northwest in Washington, D.C. No purchase necessary to enter and win. Enjoy a free outdoor concert series on the Town Green in Herndon every Friday through August 22nd, weather permitting from 6.30 to 10.30 p.m. This Friday, see Dewey Beach Band, Love Seed Mama Jump. For more info, go to HerndonRocks.com. Or call 703 481 6133. This event is sponsored in part by Budweiser and Bud Light.
5: back to a group of guys who believe SpongeBob SquarePants should be used as a form of birth control. really pretty good,
3: SpongeBob? Of course.
5: Anyone with eyes
2: can
3: see
5: that. It's El Hefe's Hideout, 106.7 WJFK.
1: Welcome back into El Hefe's Hideout, 106.7 WJFK. 1 800 636 1067
4: 202
1: 432 1067. EJ at yahoo.com, all one word. And um, SpongeBob SquarePants being used is a form of birth control. I honestly believe that. I hate that little bastard. <laughs> um, but speaking of birth control, though, I have been developing a theory. I have been working on this theorem, suppose, since about the age of 11. Sometimes you're just sitting there and you start thinking about random thoughts. Things pop into your head. And one of the thoughts that actually popped into my head, and it was right around the time that I began punching the clown. And I, I sat there and I was like, Man, this is so great doing this all the time and you know, enjoying my my body as a little kid and you know, wondering does everybody else do this all the time too like I do during during ducktails and
3: <laughs> <laughs> DuckTales. <Ooh.
1: laughs> you know what I mean? And so I mean that's when that's when the thought initially hit my head. And as I got older and began having sex and began, you know, getting into other things sexually, more and more this started coming to me, this this thought and this idea. And I wasn't able to actually verbalize it until I was on the air one time last year. I was on the air one night. It it hit me. And I named this theorem. And I have come up with a theory. Okay, Spoon? This theory is called the Constant Climax Theory.
6: The constant climax theory.
1: All right now, the, now this is in tex-
6: where you going with this? This okay. is in
1: textbooks everywhere, even at the uh, University of Maryland. okay. Um, the constant climax theory states that during every second in time, somewhere on this planet, a man is busting open a jar, of baby gravy via sex, punching the clown, or nocturnal emission.
7: What? Yeah,
1: okay. I can totally see that, though. No, no, think about this, okay? How many billions of people are in this world? Five. All right, five billion. Maybe six. Something like that. Yeah. And we'll say roughly half of those are guys. So that means there are, what, two and a half, three billion guys on this earth, all right? Mm -hmm. Let's say of them, those that are of age 11 and 12 and older, where their equipment is working, let's say that narrows it down to, I don't know, two billion. 1.5 billion guys. Okay, I think between those 1.5 and 2 billion guys, at every single second as that clock ticks in your car, on your wall, um, wherever, somebody is climaxing. And I say even guys. I mean, it's it's abundant and infinite. If you even start including women in this in this theory, the constant climax theory. Yes, you will learn things. Write <laughs> that down. It out. I mean, would you agree with that, though? I mean, does that seem I, far-fetched?
6: Totally. Totally. There's many a things that simultaneously go on. I mean, death. Yes.
1: Yeah, even... You know, you, you, you know? I mean, even... Somebody dies every second. When you, well, yeah, when you stop to think about it, that every six seconds somebody dies in, like, a car crash. Yeah, right. Something like the constant climax theory doesn't seem so absurd. No, no, no. At, at every single second, somebody... Is climaxing, busting open that bar of uh, that, right. that jar of baby gravy. See, it's flying all over the place. Ah, uh, Johnny, and the most of that is probably spoon. <laughs> hey, <laughs> probably at some point. Well, the guest that is joining us today, um, it, I, I'm torn because it's an honor. I mean, it truly is an honor to have this guest with us. But at the same time, this guest is on a mission.
6: Where's our
2: president's music?
1: This, this guest, you know, this guest is against everything, you know, that, that the Constant Climax Theory stands for. Um, the Constant Climax Theory, um, I think this guy would like to do away with it. Um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome into El Jefe's hideout. Joining us from the most powerful beanbag in the free world. It's President George W. Bush's sperm. President Bush's sperm. Welcome to all El Jefe's
7: hideout. Yeah. Well, uh,
1: <laughs> sounds like you got a lot of buddies in that beanbag with you.
7: <laughs>
1: all in the same beanbag of the president. Okay, well, fair enough. Again, welcome to El Jefe's Hideout. Well,
7: with a new
1: <laughs> well after the uh, second segment that we had earlier today, I don't know if it'll ever happen, maybe soon enough. Um, speaking of pricks, mm-hmm. you know, i I gotta say something. What has the presidential sperm so angry that you requested airtime here on side hideout, of all things?
7: Well, I think the sperm of the nation has been and the best into T-shirts and tube socks that are the youth
6: of this country. <laughs> you're you're the happy little guy.
7: Yeah. You don't want to know what the president's doing right now. <laughs> it sounds like he's having a whole lot of fun.
1: So you were saying something about the, the sperm of the nation being ignored and dispensed into T-shirts and tube socks for long enough? What else is going on?
7: It doesn't stop long. Someone will say something.
3: We're
7: getting going out into the hospital. Only to find one person that's best of a nation. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my God. You got to slow your roll,
1: <laughs> presidential spunk. Um, again, the president's sperm joining us on Al Jaffe's hideout. Um, so, what are you, uh, President Bush's sperm, doing? to protect your swimming buddies.
7: Well, as you know, the president has been giving the status of personhood to the blood clots and whores' bellies. For example...
1: Did you say say blood clots and whores' bellies? You heard
7: me. Wow. For example...
1: i sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go
2: ahead. (laughs) Jesus
7: has had health insurance even when the women are carrying them do not. Fetuses are eligible for adoption. Fetuses will already have rights as human subjects and experiments, and it's not just fetuses who are making big strides. Since the administration believes that life begins at conception, even fertilized <laughs> eggs are worth. You're tigers, You're a lot. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't
1: surprise me that you're in the beanbag of the president, because I, I think it actually said conception, not contraception. So it turns out, no, I think it turns out nobody in that body can read. Uh, so I mean, continue. I didn't mean to knock you off and make fun of you on your stride there. <laughs>
7: The only body's doing that step is to the rights of sperm. After all, we are the unprotectal, the potential, the potential, the potential. I'm <laughs> born children Well, that's
1: cool. I mean, it's really cool that you're actually into, you know, equal rights for everybody and, you know, things like that. So, I mean, seriously, if you are for equal rights, what are you doing to help? Those eggs that are maliciously discarded during menstruation.
3: <laughs> what?
7: don't that. the you you some
1: you telling me that the, the presidential beanbag
7: watches TV? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> This is the
1: administration. Okay. Ah. What the, ah. Once again, we're joined by President George W. Bush's Spunk on El side Hideout 106.7 WJFK. He's on a mission. On a mission against unproductive climaxing. Um, let, let me ask you this, presidential sperm. What's the biggest obstacle facing your cause?
7: We are not safe and long a for the very first time.
1: Uh, How much damage could a 14-year-old kid with a pinched tent do? One 14-year-old child killed more sperm
7: in one week than 9-11 and the Vietnam War combined. you got to be kidding me. Come on. Okay, you president We have been oppressed longer than Arab women. Forty Dude, that's completely outrageous. I don't, I, I, don't care if you are the presidential <laughs> sperm. I have nothing on the Holocaust. That's, that's completely ludicrous. Our crusade is <laughs> the on morality and the sanctity of human life.
4: Temptation.
1: What kinds? I mean, temptation. The, the temptation to to wring your neck right now because you're you're making absolutely no sense. What kinds of temptation?
7: Things like body keys, bones in Cameron's ass, so and letting young boys to try next. Unnecessary. Cameron? Cameron, the operations manager? He's pretty goddamn dangerous to him. Ha ha ha. But now everyone in the building is a burden, The Bush administration would like to give a special face to one of his sidekicks.
6: Thank you, thank you. (laughs) What has
1: Spoon done? He has
7: taken advantage of procreation with not one, not two, not three children. You are truly a godson.
1: Look at that! Somebody finally likes food on this show. Sure, sure, it's a little, it's a little, you know, presidential sperm, but uh, but that's cool. It's cool that the presidential sperm supports, you know, progressive moves like single parenthood.
7: Never mind. all about marriage. Spoon,
2: you
1: son of a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> it always happens that way. Spoon, people like Spoon at first, and then they get the know Spoon and they end up just hating them. Oh. <laughs> well,
7: <laughs>
1: well, again, we're joined by President George W. Bush's sperm on El Jefe's hideout, 106.7 WJFK. Spoon, where's,
6: uh, where is Doves? I think he's uh, impregnating a toilet right about now. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense, because this is crap. Uh,
7: <laughs> <laughs> M- making the sperm laugh. Oh, right then.
1: <laughs> making the sperm laugh, that's cool. Um, let's see, before I move on, when was the last time, uh, Presidential Sperm, you and your, uh, your swimming buddies in the bean bag, got to uh, go for an outside swim?
7: The last time, Mr. George in and, there and <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! It's, it's too
1: bad that we can't throw you in the uh, the hideout cell.
7: We only have One <break a> <laughs> What? <laughs> oh, it's Al sign signing out on 106.7
1: WJF.
7: I, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I am Al that? I am Al That is Spoon, and we're joined by President George W. Bush's sperm let's wrap this up (laughs) because quite frankly I'm completely disturbed by everything you've said this evening Um, (laughs) what can we do to help your organization sperm across America what can we do to help you save sperm presidential sperm sperm
7: in the clown and subtract your theories and cut you snacks. No! You gotta be kidding me! That way we can increase the number of unwanted fetuses with more human rights than their mother. Remember, when you punch the clown, you are brain God, Stop punching the clown! <laughs> Stop! All right,
1: thank you. Thank you so much. It is El Jefe's hideout on 106.7 WJFK. <laughs> my goodness. That was absolutely evil. President George W. Bush's sperm is completely... irate, little bastard. Yeah, he's he's angry. I don't know what had the guy in such a tizzy. But uh, my goodness. Now, Doves, where were you, man? Where did... It... What happened, brother? Where'd you go? Did I miss another bad (laughs) bet? No, not at all. Hey, I laughed, and that's all that's important. Well, uh, 1-800-636-1067, 202-432-1067. Amazing. That little guy was angry. Um, he was funny though. <laughs> something, something disturbingly shocking about that guy. That, I think that guy has a future in radio as a shock jock. <laughs> Again, uh, this is L. Hide Out live programming on one hundred six point seven WJFK. In a second, I uh, I want to talk a little bit about this nation and what's bringing this nation down more than the rights of fetuses over their mothers, more than the rights of. Uh, of sperm, potentially. There is something at some point that it, that needs to be addressed. The thing that is bringing this country down. No, it's not comedy bits written by 22-year-olds. <laughs> I'll tell you what it is next. El Jefe's Hideout, 106.7 WJFK. Spoon, I owe you one final song. Uh, because you uh, because you won a segment two weeks ago, so I'm going to give you your song, and it actually will trans into uh, transition perfectly into what we want to do. So uh, please introduce this song for us, boom. Play DJ. Put that Columbia Schools of is. Broadcasting to test. All right, go ahead, run it.
4: I was at the mall. Nah. On the <laughs>
1: that is not the song. <laughs> Rule number one is that, is that you have to know what song you're
8: going to be. You got to hit that post, my friend. You stepped all over it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Stepping all over the post. It's LL Cool J, right? LL Cool J. Yeah, LL. LL Cool J. Right. On 106.7 WJFK. I was at the mall. Sipping on the milkshake. Playing the wall. Wow. Taking a break.
4: Admiring the girls with the bamboo ear Embody, mm-hmm. built to swing. That's when I seen her. Mm-hmm. Her name was Tina. Brace and poor, kinda like a ballerina. I said, how you doing? Mm-hmm. My name's B.L. Don't ask me how I'm living, cause y'all, I'm living swell. But then again, mm-hmm. I'm living kinda foul. Cause my girl don't know, I'm on the crowd. To make a long story short, I got the dick. Called on my cowboy, paid her a visit. I was tanking her, thinking her, mm-hmm. chewing her, undoing her. Laughing cause my girl didn't know that I was fooling her. Playing like a king, she mm-hmm. and that's what time it is We know what's happening. She had a big old booty I was doing my duty I mean yo I admit that my girl's a cutie me. But Tina was exotic Earl's my witness With the kind of put the stockings out of business When I went home I took my girl on the cheek But in the back of my mind It wasn't big but free I sat my girl down Couldn't hold it in And said to her With a devilish grin Tina got a big old butt I know I told you I'd be true Tina got a big old butt So I'm leaving got a big old boy. I know I told you I'd be true, Tina got a big old boy. so I'm leaving you, I went to the high school about 3 o'clock, Try to catch ride you, ride my shop my homeboy G System blasting. blasted, cold 44, smiling and laughing, girls all over, the kind I do felt like a kid in a candy store. That's when I seen her. Her name was Brenda. She had the kind of booty that I'd always remember. I said to my man, Stop the G, She's only 17, but so yo, don't sleep. I kicked the bait like an NFL punter, and scoped the booty like a big game hunter. I said to the girl, Yo, you look tired. Let's go get some rest, relax by the fire, put the big booty on the fast and run. She gave me a kick, I gave her a hug. I said to the girl, them young boys ain't nothing. You wanna get free, you little kiss your belly button. I circled it and teased it I made a squeal. Grabbed a pack of bullets and pulled out the seal. When I was through, I wiped the sweat from my eyes. He went to the kitchen and got the sweet potato pie. Tina busted in my house while I was eating. You know what I said? Too bad you caught me cheating, but Brenda got a big old butt. I know I told you I'd be true, but Brenda got a big old butt. You. Brenda got a big old butt, I know I told you I'd be true, Brenda got a big old butt, so I'm leaving you. I went to Red Lobster, shrimp and steak, around the time when the waiters were on their lunch break, I pulled in the parking lot, parked my car, they shouted out, I don't care, you are. I paid it no attention, I walked aside. Brian had a nine and he was chilling in the ride. I walked in the place, everybody was looking. And shrimp and steak wasn't the only thing cooking. I sat down to eat, I ordered my food. I said to the waitress, I don't mean to be rude, but I'll take you on a platter. She said, you got a girl. I said, it don't matter. You look like you're tasty, I'm piping hot pizza. What's your name? She said, i Lisa. I said, okay, you're smart and all that, but we. Get off work, yo, I'll be back. Looked me and said, make yourself clear. L, where we going? I said, right here. She looked kind of puzzled. I said, you see? I pulled up a 10 on the D.O.T. When she walked out the door, I threw my tongue down her throat. Pushed her back aside, Pulled up a coat. Laid her on the table. Placed my order and gave her a 10. Much bigger than a quarter. On and on till the break of dawn. All over the restaurant, word is on. I heard somebody coughing. I checked my watch. I couldn't believe it's at 9 o'clock. I grabbed my hand put on my candle who did i see oh yo it was brenda <laughs> yo she worked the red laughter but i didn't remember lisa got a big old butt i know i told you i be true but lisa got a big old butt so i'm leaving you <laughs> lisa got a big old butt <laughs> i know i told you i would be true but Lisa got a big old
3: To
1: me, and welcome back into El Hefe's Hideout on 106.7 WJFK, LL Cool J and Big Butt. LL Hefe. Oh, yeah. LL Hefe, that, uh, that is me, J Dubs and Spoon, also joining you as we come down the home stretch, the two o'clock hour on the uh, hideout. And again, lest anybody think we were advocating anything illegal, uh, keep in mind that everything was done in tongue in cheek. Yeah. It was oh. supposed to be very, very ridiculous. It's a joke. It's a joke, so don't even, uh, don't even worry about it. 1-800-636-1067, 202-432-1067. Matt in DC, welcome to El Jefe's Eye Hey, El Jefe? Yeah.
6: The rough feedback helps you with the bit? Yeah. Man, I mean, it sounded like a lot, lot of like Don and Mike, but you guys do a good job. I really like your show. I think you guys do a great
1: job. Well, thank you, man. And, and to thank get man. comparisons to those guys, first of all, I think hey. it's premature. But like I said, those guys are good. Yeah, they ain't bad. So uh, special Take thanks it, to Rob s- Take it. S- for, for uh, helping us out. 1-800-636-1067, 202-432-1067. Now, we, were, we, we did the fat butt song uh, because I wanted to trans- transition into something that I don't know, it's kind of bothered me just a little bit, and something that I wanted to talk about for a while. Um, as, as this show goes, I truly don't believe that this show would be on the air if I was Dale Jefe that J-Dubs knew, what, two years ago? Yeah. Two years ago. When you were bored up in a morning show, you know? Yeah, I mean, with that, but I'm talking about at that point, how much did I weigh? Oh, man, at uh, least 280. I was about 280 to 90. I mean, it, er, earlier we were And going, how tall are you? You have to give that up, too. 5'8". Five 5'8", <laughs> on a good day. 5'8", <laughs> two right. 280. 5'8", um, 280. Mind you, that's not what it is now, okay? That is, not, that is completely not what it is now. But um, back then, I mean, I was at the point, I was so fat, I was so heavy, dude. I would go to bed at night thinking, God damn, man, I may not wake up in the morning. You know what I mean? Wow, dude. Because you know, I could just see my heart was beating so hard from, like, laying in bed because I was so severely obese. I made the decision one day that i got to do something where I'm going to die at the ripe old age of 22, 23. And, you know, it, it, the weight has always been something that I've had to battle. Uh, you see me, you see that I'm wearing my Gold's Gym downtown Silver Spring mm. shirt on, you know, because I'm proud of the fact. That you know, Gold's Gym and other gyms have helped me attain my goals. But I was I was online, uh, MSN, and it was something that kind of hit home, man. And I don't I mean this is going to be tough for you guys to relate to because I don't think Spoon, have you ever been fat? No. I mean, what, what are you about five seven, five eight? How much do you weigh? Five,
6: eight, 150.
1: What about you, Dubs? I'm it's six two, uh, 206, o six, wasn't it? Yeah, about two o six, a flabby two o six. Yeah,
8: I'm not very uh, cut, but but,
1: but you, you you nobody would call you fat.
8: I have been called fat before. Like when we were uh, working together back then, uh, I was sloppy. I was up to about 240 for
1: a while. And don't think if you're like a thin person that you can't be fat. Because there are thin people that just have absolutely no muscle mass and they're fat. Sometimes you look at chicks and, you know, you think, man, she's cute. But she's like, I'm so fat, I'm so fat. Well, she is. Cause she probably has some cellulite on her belly. She probably has some cellulite on her ass. Yeah. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So there are skinny fat people, as I like to term. <laughs> but I I saw this I saw this online, dude, and it so hit home that losing weight can affect your career. Because before, when I was a fat dude, I just had this complete negative self image. You know what I mean? When you're fat, you're self conscious because you can't wear good clothes. You're wearing size 44 pants. I was wearing size forty-four pants, man. <laughs> as big as a tent, you know. You
8: were, what I mean? you were as wide as you were tall for a while. <laughs> there,
1: it, it's true though, man. It's completely true. And like this chick says in this article, she was unhappy and hesitant. No one listened to her. But after she lost the weight, she says that she garnered plenty of respect among her coworkers, projecting energy and enthusiasm on her new job. And it's it's completely true because I lost a lot of weight when I got here to WJFK. And I honestly don't believe that I would have been given the same chances had I still been fat, had I not been working out and muscular of some sort as I am. I actually used to look for,
6: like, not really, really fat girls, but, like, you know, a little chunky so they're, you know... Uh, They're not that uh, not full of self-esteem. Exactly. They're not full of self-esteem. I'm like, I can work with this girl. She's got a pretty face, you know. <laughs> she can be the hottest chick around. I just got to get her to stop eating so much. Da da It's just like buying stocks, you know. You buy them while they're low. You yeah. know? That's right. That's right, man.
8: I was going to hold her. And you hope they, they uh, turn out for the best. Yeah, the yeah. Way, yeah?
6: This actually works. You just get, you know, install that confidence in the girl. Get her to run around. And, man, you could have the hottest chick alive if you get her to work out.
2: Right.
1: Well, right. well see, that's my biggest, dude, that's one of the things that upsets me is that people, and specifically Americans now, especially fat people. I can say this as a as a current fat person and as a former really really fat person. Fat people are lazy. And <laughs> well, there's yeah. and there's no Obviously. there's no doubt about it. Fat people are lazy. Tim, get in here. <laughs> <laughs> Tim and, and Johnny Punani. I'm coming. And the, the, yeah. <laughs> and the reason I say this is because it's not that hard. When you think about losing weight, it is not that hard. It's a battle of, of of really one thing: can you burn more calories than you take in?
8: Right. It's also a battle of will. Like, are you willing to put that time aside to actually do that? Are you are you in love with your soap operas or video games?
6: too much to work out you know well, go ahead look at survivor man all those people lose weight they're not starving they always have food to eat at least a little bit and they all lose weight every single time i mean it's, it's like you know just look at them at
1: a time i was wondering if i would ever get back into radio because i was working at a gym i was opening an opening a gym i had just gotten here and it's so amazing to me how people will join a join a gym because they, they, need, they know they need to. They need to work out because they're fat asses. Yeah. Yet at the same time, they bitch because they have to walk half a block <laughs> and up one flight of stairs to work out. Yeah. You know what I mean? They want to be able to pull their fat asses right up to the treadmill, get off, and start walking at a, at a three setting. It's upsetting, man. I, I, Americans are so lazy when it comes to this. And I, I just, I don't want to be one of those fat guys in radio. You know? Yeah. Because, I mean, Spoon and Dubs, you guys are completely, you're an anomaly. You know what I mean? You're different. Because look at Tim. Look at Johnny Panani, no offense. Look at me. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. That's what radio looks like. <laughs> <laughs> you know, look at dotted Mike. Look at Ron and Fez. And it's, it's, it's one of those industries where it's a sedentary lifestyle. You sit there and you don't move a lot. You know what I mean? You're sitting here and you're talking for four or five hours a day. And the last thing you want to do when you're done, because I, I, believe it or not, this is actually hard work, and you're pooped after a show. Yeah, know. You know, the last thing you want to go do is work out, you know? Yeah. And so, I, the last, because we're so close. I mean, being in a, you know, in a, in a major market, trying to perfect the show, getting the show somewhere, TV's around the corner. If you're a good-looking person, look at all the radio personalities that have made it to television. Carson Daly, Jimmy Kimmel, Adam Adam Carolla, but they're not, but I mean, there's some inkling of talent there, but they're not completely disgusting. Ryan Seacrest, you know what (laughs) I mean?
8: Somebody like that is a complete radio douche. Also, he wants everyone to know that he is not gay.
1: Yeah. Right. Allegedly. Now, let me ask you this, though. People who are fat saying blah, 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 and I've even used this line before. I'm addicted. I'm addicted to food. And food is really one of the toughest addictions. And I don't know if I buy that it's an addiction. What do you think, Spoon? I don't think
6: it's an addiction, like, clinically. I mean, it's basically mind over matter with everything almost. Yeah. Alcohol, drugs. Just, like, take the time. Realize that you're out of control, whatever it may be. In this case, eating. Mm -hmm. and, And stop. Slow down. Work out. You know, stop laying on the couch. Get up and do something. Tim, how much do you weigh, brother? Honestly.
0: Well, first of all, tell me how much you think I weigh just by looking at me.
1: Looking at you, and how tall are you, first of all? Uh, Six
0: foot. The Navy says I'm 5'11 and three quarters. I
1: believe the Navy. (laughs) I'll say you're 5'11, 270 pounds. I'd I'd say 240. No, I'm 220.
8: He's about two fifty
1: are you telling me I look like Tim? <laughs> I gotta go for a run, guys. you can finish <laughs> sorry, no offense uh but how much is it? I say two seventy uh
0: two last time I checked two sixty seven okay. okay but i was I was about two months ago I was up around the two ninety five area and that was scary
1: now how did you how did you lose the weight?
0: Uh well, first thing I did was I stopped drinking two super big gulps of Dr Pepper every day. That's, you. that's like 7500 calories right there. No, and you know, and, and when I when I tell people what I did, they go,
6: "Oh, the Atkins diet."
0: That's but it's not the Atkins diet. And I didn't cut carbs out. I just regulated them. Yeah. It is. you know, you just you, you stop eating bread, you stop eating the pizza, you stop eating the crackers and I, you know, get get the sh- I mean, you know, fresh fruits, those kind of carbs, those are fine. But
6: who here who I, here eats fast food?
0: Right here, me. Oh, I do.
6: Yeah. Occasionally. You don't really do it all that often, Spencer? No. Good. I I mean, I have to work at it, man. I'm 31, so I'm older. It's not hard for me to, to stay like this. You know, I can't be drinking too many sodas, or, or that beer. belly comes right out. Yeah. And being a thin guy, you don't want to just have a big, fat belly, and then the rest of you thin. Yeah.
8: Look at right. Ethiopian or the Right. is coming. Right. All you need is the flies. <laughs> there.
3: God
1: damn. All right. Uh, well, I came across this, man. McDonald's and Burger King are about to get hit again with claims that their burgers and fries cause obesity and even feed addiction. Litigators say veterans, uh, they're the same of veterans of the tobacco assault say uh, that the companies are selling burgers and contributing to the rising U.S. obesity rate. Um, I I, I knew this was going to happen. I predicted this back in college when all the tobacco legislation was going through. Yeah, you just knew at some point fast food was going to get targeted. Now here's my thing. We and it even says this in this other article. It even says I think I'd love to see the numbers, the correlation. Between the fatness of America and when McDonald's introduced supersizing. I think that's been the biggest thing is supersizing. Because all of a sudden, we're such a value based society. Yeah. We're one of those societies that really does feel, man, I'm getting a good deal. That's right. 35 cents, sure. You tell me for 39 cents, I can get a bucket of fries <laughs> and a bucket of soda?
0: Deep fried in beef
6: tallow. You know, that. that, <laughs> that you yeah. know what, you're right. You're right. And all, you know, just sizes and periods, not like upside, but like a small now used to be like a medium or a large 15 years ago well have you ever been to Europe completely have you ever, have you ever been to Europe yes
0: okay if, if you go to just like a regular restaurant over there the portions that they serve are much much smaller than the portions you would get if you went to a restaurant like like macaroni grill or, or anything like that
8: well what I don't understand is how retarded is the American public they don't understand that when you when you cook fat and fat it <laughs> equals fat.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Don't you know, need com- to be a rocket
8: scientist. Yeah, man. completely.
1: And in fact, Don I think was a uh, Don or Mike one of them when they were in Iceland earlier, where they were bitching about that. You know, yeah. on Monday they were bitching about the fact that the, you know the portions are so small, small. Yeah, that's half the battle. I mean, you can have a quarter pounder with cheese and fries. Just spread it over two meals. Or you know, two weeks. Or two weeks. You know, yeah. even at that. But I, it just it, it amazes me. Uh, how lazy fat people are and because it it really is i mean do you work out at all tim
0: um if you count loading band equipment in and out of of my truck four times a week
1: (laughs) no that doesn't count
0: oh it doesn't count do you
1: you run do you walk do you anything um no i
0: sit up in the office and dump for Don and Mom. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 got, I got one hell of a dump finger here. That's about it. And <laughs> and that's, <laughs> pushing that button.
1: We heard during our bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, but more so than that, man, the thing that the, the biggest problem facing the nation more than even fat people is fat chicks. <sighs> I, you, you mentioned it earlier about how a, uh, getting a fat chick is like buying a stock when it's low. Because you can tell that a fat chick has potential, you know what I mean, and, and you know, and there's this old saying that you know fat chicks are great at oral, because you know they're self-conscious yeah, and they like stuff in their mouth, and they you know, and they have an oral fixation, you know what I mean, and so naturally they're going to think it's a lollipop, and they're grateful, <laughs> exactly, because they're <laughs> self-conscious and they're so happy that somebody is with them, but man, fat girls in tight clothes. The, to me, there's nothing more disgusting than that. Why? Why is it that fat girls in tight clothes have to run around in tight clothes? Because that's the only thing that fits them. No, but it's even. It goes back to what Spoon was saying earlier. Spoon brought it up. One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. Have you noticed that sizes change? Like example, <laughs> Johnny Punani, the sweatshirt that you're wearing right now. What size is that? Uh, extra fat i don't
4: know <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they got holes in the
1: thing
6: <laughs> heavy
1: d <laughs> you know, I mean, look i you know i, I look like you know
8: the, a teardrop you know
6: <laughs>
8: <laughs> no i mean lovely dumpy over here
6: ladies and gentlemen <laughs> <laughs>
8: okay, i should tell all the ladies all the ladies out there i'm six foot tall
5: 185 pounds uh,
1: no look hey, okay,
5: you know you want to talk about fat chicks
1: don't bust on them. Man, they're great. They, they try harder. Are those the fat chicks that fall for the line that you're executive director right. of FCC regulations <laughs> for the hour show? <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, and, and all all the women are beautiful, all right? And and not, you just got to find the right thing. The best thing is to get them out of those clothes. But he, <laughs> oh. oh. Ew. Could you imagine? Turn the lights off. Oh. Uh, turn the lights off. I don't think you'd want lights find, off or on. Find a hole or a crevice. All right, enough. And we'll go back uh, <laughs> to uh, the
7: president's... Uh... <laughs> enough. <laughs>
1: but what I was getting to is and asking the size of the shirt for our, uh, our, two, our, our, resident, our resident heavy guys, including me, is that this shirt that I'm wearing right now is an extra large. And I promise you in 1995... This shirt would have been a 3X or a 2X. Have you noticed now that it's something in the in the clothing manufacturing where an extra large isn't what it used to be? No. You know, and a small isn't what it used to be. I mean, yeah. I mean the spoon it's going to be hard for you to relate, but Tim, what size is that shirt you're wearing? Uh, somebody check. You gotta look at Tim's back that's here.
0: Like sure. 2X
1: I'm, 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 I think, it's like a two X or a one X. Look at that. it's like faded. I don't know. I
8: think it's like a two X.
1: You know what I And I, I'd almost say it's probably an extra large. And that's that, that's the point that I'm getting at. Is that it's not just the fast food now that's encouraging this. It's the clothing manufacturers. The clothing manufacturers are making sizes larger, and you can tell. And I specifically almost want to blame this on, like, mannequins. I was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> No, I... I, I I'm not, How are you going to blame mannequins?
3: What? A mannequin. I, <laughs> listen. <laughs> listen for <laughs> an... An
1: imposable thing. <laughs> Andrew McCarthy
8: is to blame for this? <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, listen, great movie. Listen for
1: a second, though, yeah. Um, I was I was shopping with my wife in uh, the mall in Annapolis. Um, actually, I like that mall. It's a great little mall yeah. they have out there. Nice. So I was out at the mall in Annapolis, And I'm I'm sitting there with my wife, and we're walking around, and, you know, we had some Chick-fil-A, but it was kind of a treat. We had a Cinnabon. It was also kind of a treat. But then we went shopping for clothes. My wife's got a great You treat yourself a whole lot.
7: (laughs) Get me a moon pie.
1: (laughs) Um, But we're walking around, and the most disturbing thing is that there are, like, 15 and 16 and 19-year-old chicks that are fat, and I'm talking. They they look no offense again to either one, either one of you two, even me, but they got bellies. These chicks look like Johnny Punani and and Tim, our bone screeners tonight. I mean, they're just large chicks with really big boobs, and I guess they're I guess they're trying to accentuate their boobs. You know what I mean? But it's so disgusting. So foul. And you know and you know what's wrong is I was walking around this mall, look going into the limited, going into the Gaff and Abercrombie and Fitch, I blame it on the mannequins because those clothes look fine on the mannequins. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like some, some fat girl looks at the mannequin and like, wow, that, that pink belly shirt looks great. That great that's on me. <laughs> Do you have that martini girl shirt in a 4X? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? That's exactly what I'm getting to. The problem is that they're now making belly shirts in extra large. You don't make belly shirts in extra large.
6: I dated this girl. She was about eleven or twelve. What? She what? wore a thong. No, 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 no. Eleven and twelve size, oh. fellas. Okay, oh, come on, <laughs> come on. My bad. We're talking about being fat. That is a size. <laughs> but she she always wore thongs. I was like, honey, come on, lose a little bit before you support that all. But you know, Marilyn Monroe was a fourteen. And she's still considered
0: to be the epitome of, I mean, well, by some people, I guess. But, you know, yeah, if but you had, she was 12 or was 14. It was totally different. Yeah, was she a 14? Yeah, well, she, was a, she was a 12 or a 14,
8: you know, depending on how it's cut. You know, it's
0: like if you buy your jeans, depending on how they're cut, you get an extra
8: inch in the waist or something. But right. I guarantee she wouldn't have looked that good in the thong. No, her her ass would have been a little flabby.
1: Yeah, and Maybe. I mean, it was a little bit... I, mean, I guess it was acceptable then. And, but you see these fat shakes that think that they look like Kirsten Dunst when they really look like Ricky Lake.
0: Yeah, It looked like three Kirsten Dunst.
1: Or, or, or Johnny Punani. They really look like Johnny Punani. Uh, John, welcome into all half-face hideout, 106.7 WJFK. Hey, what's up, dudes, man?
5: Hey, man, you all blasting the fat chick, dude. You guys are probably fat yourself, right?
1: Well, I am. Come on. No. Well, no, I am, but Spoon and J-Dubs, really, he isn't. I mean, there's three out of five of us are overweight. But, see, that's part of the standard, though. 1-800-636-1067, 202-432-1067. How is it that a fat guy can usually get a pretty hot chick? You, you never really see a fat chick with a pretty good-looking guy.
0: They usually have lots of money.
1: If they do, okay, yeah. if that is the situation at all. Okay. Or power. Money or right. power. That's usually, I guess that's what it is. Well, those
0: are two commodities that women in this culture don't have as much access to as guys do.
1: Well, a lot of, the, a
8: lot of it is the confidence. Even when you're a fat guy, you still have the confidence. But when you're a fat chick, you have no
1: confidence. You aren't going to be able right. to get anything. No, I guess that is true, to, to a point. Johnny Panani? Yeah, you mean in Fat Radio? What? It's not radio that gets the chicks? <laughs> no, what it's not. What am I doing here, man? <laughs> it's, it's not being the uh, FCC director for the Howard Stern. one 800 636 And I just, I, I wanted to get this out there, man, because people are dying so much younger. Obesity is costing this country so much money, and more than anything else, you know, fat chicks and belly shirts are costing a lot of guys stiffies. And,
3: and we need
1: to... I've got
0: no shortage of stiffies.
1: And we need to solve this problem. got a large problem. abundance of stiffies <laughs> right in my side pocket. We need to solve this problem as fast as possible. Just,
6: just don't eat as much as you, you burn off. Yeah,
1: it. Self-control.
6: It's, Come on. That's all it really is and about. And these lawsuits are ridiculous, man.
0: You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know that if you eat at McDonald's three meals a day, yes. seven days a week, you're going to be a fat ass. Exactly. You know,
6: it
1: was so funny. We actually watched a semi-hot chick turn into one of the most disgusting pigs I've ever seen. You know, my (laughs) ex-girlfriend? No. Dubs and I, when we were working uh, at at our previous radio station, the midday chick. And why is it that midday chicks are never really as hot as you think they are? You know, like the picture on the website, that's never what they look like. It's just a really nice doctored up headshot. But uh, this midday chick, it was one of those same things. Her picture had to be from three years ago. But she, every single day for lunch, would either send Dubs or myself out to go get McDonald's. And I swear to you, it happened over a 45-day span. Yeah, about a month, month and a half. And again, this isn't anything against McDonald's specifically, because again, you can enjoy McDonald's, you just don't do it for 45 straight days. And this chick's ass seriously grew from, I would say, maybe maybe a six... To as wide as this board. I mean, she was a complete awesome. after yeah. 35 days. Get it together, honey. One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. EJ Hideout at yahoo dot com.
8: You know, after she got a little bit fatter, she actually looked like uh, like Kelly Os- Kelly Osborne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> this thing
8: like a, like a 35 year old Kelly Osborne.
1: Oh, that's so sad, dude. <laughs> Completely. <laughs> we're gonna take a break. When we get back, we're gonna debut a new segment on El Jefe's hideout. It's time for two scoops with Spoon.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Two scoops.
1: Isn't that what we've been talking
2: about?
1: (laughs) Uh, We had one scoop earlier from President George W. Bush, but stay tuned because coming up next, two scoops with Spoon. Spoon. El Hefe's Hideout, 106.7 WJFK. W-J-K.
5: Hey, you
2: punk!
3: El Hefe's Hideout. Feels like a rock and roll. It's body. 106.7 WJFK. Right now. Wake automatically adrenaline
5: rush going through your body. He's like, okay, what's gonna happen
3: now? And so you're like wide awake and you're
1: very alert. Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! Wake up! Wake Open lines, open phones, if you want to get in and discuss something, anything that's going on this evening, we do welcome it. In addition to, um, we're now proud to present, and I'll be honest, I don't think we've given him enough responsibility. I think that uh, it's time to highlight this person a little bit more, allow him to do his thing just a little bit more, and uh, I want to welcome in uh, Spoon, back into the fray.
7: And we had yeah. come.
1: We decided. We usually, I used to do a segment called El Jefe's Headlines, where I would, uh, you know, recap the news stories of the week, and uh, you know, get caught up on certain things. But instead I don't. I, I do everything. You know what I mean? And I, I don't want to be. I want it to be so much about me. So now, <laughs> we are going to have two scoops with spoon. Yay! Yay!
3: Yeah,
1: Spoon is, I guess, now our unofficial news director of sorts. Wow, news director, (laughs) Uh, audio ambiance director as well. (laughs) So, Spoon, the the theory behind two scoops with Spoon, other than it being just a catchy damn name, uh, (laughs) was for Spoon to find two topics, you know, during the week, two news stories that caught his interest. And uh, for him to relate those news stories to us so that we could comment on it, J-Dubs and myself, El Jefe, along with the listeners at 1-800-636-1067. So Spoon, without any further ado, brother, give us us
6: your two scoops. All right. Basically, I mean, and this has been talked about a lot, but not the way I want to talk about this story. Wednesday, Tommy Chong pleads guilty in bong sales, okay? Tommy Chong, who played one half of the dope-smoking duo in Cheech and Chong's movies, pleaded guilty in federal court Tuesday to conspiring to sell drug paraphernalia. He also pleaded guilty on behalf of his business, Nice Dreams Enterprises.
1: Okay, so basically Tommy Chung got busted yeah. for
6: producing drug paraphernalia. Right, like he had a line of bongs, pipes, papers. And my whole thing is, he's been doing this for <laughs> 15, 20 years. Is it illegal? I d- See, that's the thing. I don't really know the laws on this thing. There's this place, and it's not a big secret because they do commercials on, like, other radio stations. Uh-huh. It's called Doc's. Everybody in Northern Virginia, D.C., Maryland that happen to be in this type of activity, uh-huh. they all know about this store. Uh-huh. And they've been selling Tommy Chong's bongs for, like, long years. Well, now, let me let me relate this to you. Um
1: At former radio stations, I would do what are called remote broadcasts, where you go out, you do a live broadcast, you give out the T-shirts, the concert tickets, stuff like that. And you would, um, I would do it at a couple of, I guess, what are called head shops. Yeah. Now, why they're called head shops, I, I still don't really understand, but I remember when, I, when they gave me the little script to read, like, come out and
6: pick up so-and-so. Oh, you did a commercial for one of these?
1: Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd voice commercials, and I'd go out and hang out for two or three hours and, you know, be the person that people came to see at the head shop. Right. But when they gave me the script, they were like, do not say bongs. Right. Because these are not bongs.
6: Right, they are tobacco tobacco, smoking devices. Right,
1: exactly. They're tobacco smoking devices and or they are um, glass
6: pipes. Right, which is legit. Some people do use it to smoke tobacco. It saves your lungs, you know. People don't want to, they want to keep smoking cigarettes. This filters that and you get a nice clean smoke. That's the idea behind the tobacco use for these these glass pipes. Right, right. No, but (laughs) some people actually do. But the thing about it is, It's the money, bro. The money he has generated in this company has, you know, caught the eye of the government. And that's why he gets busted now. And that's why a lot of these places...
1: What do you have that to... What do you have... What are you basing that on?
6: Because they've known he's had these enterprises and, and his name associated with the uh, glass pipes and all that other kind of stuff. So you think that, that just because he was high profile, you think they were setting the standard? Absolutely. They've been busting uh, people on websites that, you know, like they sell seeds through websites and, and, you know, all these glass pipes, and they've been cracking down like the last month or so. What are young entrepreneurs like you supposed to do now? I, I know. <laughs> it's, it's terrible, man. I mean, but basically that's the bottom line. The government's not getting their cut. So they're going to go arrest Tommy Chong.
1: So that's what you truly believe. It's not. A, oh, absolutely. It's not yeah. a matter of setting an example. They just—they're in it for the money. The
6: government is. Well, they've arrested uh, about forty-five people in this whole
4: sting uh-huh.
6: that they, you know, like to call it. Fifty-five people were charged with trafficking illegal drug paraphernalia, it, and, and let's say in the past couple months.
1: In East Lansing, where we were, there were actually two of these places, like right next door to each other, uh-huh. competing and doing great. And then, I mean, and, and the way that these these head shops do it is that they aren't necessarily just selling glass pipes. Right. Because it's usually in the back of the store, you can't get anything to fill these glass pipes. Mm -hmm. And they usually have like tapestries and like sex toys and and other things to like mask what's truly going on there. When I used
8: to be uh, a a part of some of these, uh, these actions, like... When I was in high school, we used to go to a head shop. We used to go to a head shop. Whatever, shroom boy. We used to go to a head shop, and they, uh, if you mentioned marijuana in the store, they would not let you buy one thing.
6: That's right. Really? You
8: cannot say the word marijuana. Okay. Or anything like marijuana.
6: Yeah, these stores get licensed under the pretense that they are selling novelty items. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not... You know, it's a long store. You know, it's a pipe store.
1: And even with that, I I remember I did such a kick ass broadcast for one of these places at some point um, that they gave me like a $200 glass pipe. Now, really yeah i mean it was it was nice you still got
7: it <laughs>
1: <laughs> actually you know what i don't because I I, I I will say this now and i'll stick to my guns i have never done a single drug in hey, man a, a day in my life
6: bro seriously now that's tall. We that
1: ta- is tall. we talked about it last time that you know food is my addiction and, right. it, 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 and it truly is you know what i mean food and radio i think are the two things that i am completely addicted to i tell you this if it were between food and sex I think I choose food. Oh man, <laughs> you're getting bad now. I think if it were between watching the Dallas Mavericks and sex, I would probably choose watching the Dallas Mavericks. I don't know, sixes are really high on my list now that I think about it. But anyway, getting back to these head shops and these yeah. glass pipes, um, I, I don't know if that's specifically what they were out to do. The government, I think they were there to set an example, because you know we're getting our ass kicked on the war on drugs. Yeah, you're just not going to stop it. At, at what point are we going to stop saying no? and start saying, all right, let's do this right. Right.
6: You know what I mean? I mean, we can get rid of the uh, national debt in a hurry. Yeah. I mean, mean, we could go into that. Yeah, yeah, that's a whole other conversation. But, no, really, though, man, I mean, it's not like they don't know these places are out there. So why do they wait so long to make the bus?
1: You know, one of the most interesting things in that story, though, that you skimmed over... Yeah, the fact that Cheech and Chong are getting back together. Oh, are yeah, oh. they really? Yeah. yeah. They're doing another movie together. They're yeah. getting
8: together to do another movie. I thought Cheech was like, you know, like totally uh, reinvented
1: himself. He doesn't want anything to do with that kind of activity anymore. I yeah. think that now that the Nash Bridges thing is over, <laughs> you know what I mean? The, the movie roles aren't there for him specifically anymore. I think he realizes that the bread and butter is when he and Chong were together. Because, you know, Chong made a comeback. He was oh, yeah that 70s show. And, man, that was a great character, and I I love that show anyway. It's great. But, you know, if you're good at one thing, just keep doing that one thing. And, you know, keep like Def Leppard or (laughs) ACDC. Those guys aren't reinventing themselves. I mean, they've come out
6: and said, yay, we don't do this anymore, you know, but it is our stick, so we're going to go ahead and do another movie like that.
1: That was one scoop from Spoon in the middle of two scoops from Spoon on a hot Face hideout, 107.7 WJFK. We're also having open phones as well one um, 800 Jim, welcome into El Jefe's sideout.
2: Hey,
6: first of all, El you're a fag, man. You don't like sex. What's up with that? Well,
1: he's right, he's right. You don't have to call me, you know. All right,
6: I mean, all, right have... I, all right. But, also, earlier tonight you said... There were some radio shows on the station you don't like. Well, maybe you know so much like him, but you don't listen to. Them. I just wonder which ones on the station you don't like. Maybe Bill O'Reilly.
2: <laughs> Why
1: does
7: everybody hate Bill O'Reilly? <laughs> Why is such a pompous ass? Even <laughs>
1: President Even President W. Bush's sperm hated Bill O'Reilly. Yeah. Um, well, uh, like the cleansing shows. You know what I mean? Where it's you know talking about colon cleansing and keeping your skin. How can you oh. like that, man? Uh, Entertainment on another level, (laughs) but I mean, there's. But I don't want to get into it, to him, Death, because quite frankly, it really doesn't matter what I think,
6: regardless. You know, Pat with the '93 pickup, you're on the air. (laughs) What's your problem? No, I like that. No, that's good. He gets a lot of calls, dude. I'm just mad. No, I I, like that. Goss is great. Yeah,
1: Goss's Garage to me is fun. I learned a lot of stuff from that. One (laughs) eight hundred six three six one zero six seven two zero two four three two one zero six seven. EJ Hideout. At yahoo.com. I can't wait till we get all our official voice work in so we can have something really fun and fancy that says,
6: Two scoops from
3: Spood! <laughs> Yippee! The next story
7: this
6: is a topless exercise of flop for cop. You uh, know, this is actually a story for uh, dubs. Do not do this. <laughs> a Florida policeman resigned after a teenager complained that he made her do jumping jacks while topless to avoid arrest. All right. What's wrong with that? <laughs> How old was she? <laughs>
8: 16. Oh, okay. The 16 this year old girl, in, you know?
6: she just complied with the request. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. The 16 year old girl and a 19 year old man were found kissing in a parked car. Cop rolls up on them and's like, okay, kids, guess what? We're going to do something embarrassing. Gets them out of the car. Now, he claims they had their clothes on when he got them out of the car. Mm hmm. But that when she... And she offered to do jumping jacks and push-ups because the cop was like, all right, you're going to have to do something embarrassing for me. So she was like, well, I'll do push-ups and jumping jacks or something. He's like, that's great, honey. How about taking your shirt off while you do it?
1: Why not, man? The cops deserve a little <laughs> You guys are working She's hard. She's 16.
6: She's 16. So what? He's a oh, cop.
1: If that was my daughter, I'd beat his ass. The thing is... <laughs> hey, we are not condoning beating cops. I think the cops should be able to do... Pretty much whatever they want. This guy's a cop. He puts his life on the line every day, and
8: we're uh, people are attacking him. Everybody's attacking this snitch. Yeah, she's a
1: snitch. <laughs> this guy was a traffic cop.
8: No, I'm just making that part up.
1: <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah What man. kind of legitimacy are you going to have as a news director if you're just making parts of the story up? <laughs> well, Is there someone on the Times doing that, too? Actually, um, yeah, the New York Times, I think. Some some douche got busted for making stuff up. 1 800 636 1067 202 432 1067. Uh let's this? go to John. John Welcome into all Happy Side Spoon gets so excited and we have callers that want to talk about marriage you wanna. You
5: know <laughs> it's just another thing to keep us down. That's all it is. Who's yeah. us? Us is in everybody that enjoys the fine marijuana.
1: I I mean, I, let me ask you so how old are you? I am twenty two. And what do you do for a living?
5: I am a musician, of course. <laughs> I'm a professional drummer and yes, I do make enough money to live in a apartment with a friend and do all that and still smoke on my water pipe.
6: Right on
1: John. Wow. Rock on bro. Well, okay, fair enough. You're gonna end up like that dude in uh, Drowning Pool. <laughs> the fat guy that O D'd in Drowning Pool in the middle of Ozfest. So
8: I bet you can see
1: him at a local bar doing like covers of Freebird and stuff. <laughs> Yeah, man, I
7: love it. <laughs> Freebird,
1: and that's what, and that's what upsets me even more. Because I'll tell you, there's this this buddy that was supposed to come do the show with us, and in fact, now that he's not now that he's not coming, I'm really happy about it. But this guy, infinite talent. I mean, I'm talking infinite talent. This this guy's butter, man. He's money. Mm-hmm. You know what his problem is? Yeah, he just loves to smoke. Loves and it kills I, it way too much. I've seen a lot of DJs where it just kills ambition, man. You're yes. sitting there and you think, and here's the thing too. I've actually been around him, and it's amazing that I haven't done a drug yet. Maybe I've gotten a few contact highs, uh, yeah, but I've yeah. been around guys that you know they take part in that, mm-hmm. um, which again we do not condone. They take two out of three of us. They they take part. <laughs> they take part in that. <laughs> And they, they, they sit there, and we come up with great bits and great ideas, and they don't write them down. they just they all talk. No ambition, no drive to ever actually do something and accomplish something. And that guy that was on the phone who's a drummer, a professional drummer, and he's got his band going, good for you, man. That's awesome, because it's so hard to be able to just make a living playing music. Oh,
6: jeez.
2: But, well, no, but don't get clear, lost man. in it.
8: You know, don't get lost in it. Well, the thing is, I've seen a lot of people who uh, smoke weed, and you don't really tell. You can't really tell there there's some people that barely smoke weed, and you can, You just they just look like a stoner. They look like they're at a fish concert every day or something. You know.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's so many. People, some people just can't handle it.
8: Yeah, that's true.
1: And again, I've never done it in a day in my life. But uh, Tommy Trump getting busted with his uh, his head pipes mm. or his glass pipes, as they're called. Um, let's go to Pat. Pat wants to change subjects a little bit. Uh, we talked about Fat Chicks last segment. Pat, welcome into all hat side Hideout on WJFK. Hey. What's up, brother?
5: Hey, I was just uh, uh, thinking about uh, what you had said, and uh, I think it would be really good to take a, a Fat Chick and just turn her, get her into good shape.
1: Now, here's the thing, though. How upset would you be? If you, you invested the time in this low stock, ah. you know, I mean, a really a, a chick that just had a lot of potential. By the way, you know who's turning into a pig is this Christina Aguilera. She's plumping up like no other, but I like that because she's eventually going to become attainable. But Because um, <laughs> she's going to get so fat and large. But how upset would you be, Pat, if you invested all this time? Let's say you even bought a gym membership for this fat chick at the time she starts working out she starts looking great so let's say she does it right she loses the weight over a, a year's time and then decides that she's going to leave you because she's better Wh- what would you do at that point
4: well go on to the next one
1: all right well fair enough man well, I, you're, you're a better it. man than me dude and here's
8: the question too how do you bring it up to the
1: fat chick that hey why oh. don't you go jogging you know, I think that's the biggest Sit-ups thing. look good. Yeah. You know? Yeah, more so than the, the the mannequins that I blamed it on, <laughs> more so than the supersizing. I think you gotta blame it on blame it on the loved ones. The loved ones that refuse to say, Hey, you're fat. You know, you could die. You need to yes. work
6: Spoon, you're over there like Uh, You gotta be honest with this whole thing, and you gotta stay on them every day. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Has this happened to you? Well, kind of in the reverse order. Like a girl, you know, I was dating nice and thin, and then she got pregnant. She got pregnant, and uh, and then after that, you know, the the. Wait, wait, wait. It had... No, I was saying it like oh. like I had nothing. To do. Yeah, that's what <laughs> you know. But then you know, she didn't lose the weight, man. And then she didn't want to do anything about it. And and I was the kind of person that I'm not gonna let that stop me from saying something to you. I'm gonna tell you every single day, don't eat that, lay off that. And then you know she's gonna get mad. Stop bothering me. Leave me alone. Let me live my life. No, you're gonna. I don't want a fat chick. Yeah. So stop eating. <laughs> Lay off the Dunkin' Donuts. Now, I think you got to have a little bit more tact than that. Well, sure, but you have to be honest. I mean, you can be, I, I let them know, you can be honest about things you don't like about me. That's fine. Stop impregnating other people. Yeah, yeah. You call me a slut, whatever. I'll stop having sex with other chicks. You stop eating. How about that?
8: The thing you have to do. You got to kind of, you know. Hey, why don't we go jogging together? Right. <laughs> That'd be fun. That'd be yeah, a fun activity yeah, for, for us to get
4: closer. Yeah. Why don't we do some sit-ups together? <laughs>
3: you
8: like crunches? I like crunches. Let's do
3: some crunches.
4: One eight hundred six three six one zero six seven.
1: Two zero two four three two one zero six seven. I I wanted to bring this up too, kind of the El Jefe's third little scoop uh, in the segment Two Scoops with Spoon. Um, Speaking of being fat, another reason that I decided I wanted to lose weight when I was up to two ninety, you know, uh, three years ago or whatever, is almost for this specific reason. I saw this in the paper not too long ago. Uh, The popular classmates website is now moving to television as part of a weekday syndicated reality show spotlighting the reunions. It's scheduled to launch uh, late June. The site, which I am a member of, South Grand Prairie High School in Dallas, Texas, I went to. Um, 35 million registered users who pay for the privilege um, to get online and connect with old high school buddies. Uh, Sony Pictures, they're the ones that have announced the show uh, And they're also, I think, going to do something with eBay as well A reality show based around eBay But what do you think it's going to be like? Spoon, I guess you're the only person that is actually Did you go to your 10-year reunion?
6: No Why not? Uh, you know what? I don't think we had one like, I, I did you go to, to a, a private school? I went to a small private school And, and we didn't have a 10-year reunion As a matter of fact, my brother goes there now, and I was actually talking to one of my old teachers, and she's like, yeah, you guys were great. Your class was awesome, but nobody organized a 10-year reunion, you know, so... Oh, okay. no. What about you, Dubs? Are you looking forward to... Uh, I guess you would have a five-year
1: coming out, but nobody ever goes to the five. Because no. Five years isn't enough to actually accomplish something.
6: Yeah, you still look the same.
1: Um, what about ten-year? Uh, the ten-year reunion, and when you're, everybody gets that age around 28, you know what I mean? I mean, are you looking forward to something like that, going I back to Fowlerville High School? I
8: wouldn't necessarily say looking forward to it.
1: Would you go? I would go. if I, Not if I'm out
8: here, though. I wouldn't make the trip. If I was in the area already, I might stop by, you know, swing by. Tell them all to shove off, and you
1: know. See, that, to me though, I'm I'm such an evil, sadistic prick that that's half the reason. Like, I I don't think I would go to my high school reunion. If I was still living in Dallas, you know what I mean? And I hadn't made it. Because imagine, let's say the show hadn't materialized or it it, it officially ends forever in three minutes. (laughs) Considering the second segment. Quite possible. But let's say, let's, let's legitimately say that it doesn't happen. You know what I mean? And you have to go back to Fowlerville and you've got to go back to Big Cheese Pizza. If you're working at Big Cheese Pizza at the age of 28, would you would you go would you go to that high school reunion?
8: I'll promise you one thing: if I'm working at Big Cheese Pizza when I'm 28, I will not live to see 28. <laughs> I will take my own life. I will I will. Uh, re- totally remove myself from this society because i'm not contributing one
1: little bit no man you're helping people get fat (laughs) (laughs) and as we saw that's so important in society nothing more important than being a fat chick 1-800-636-1067-202-432-1067 i gotta say man that i guess my my 10-year reunion will be coming up in probably i guess like three years i think three years because i'm 25 now and I hope to lose about another 40 pounds and at some point be full-time on the air here in Washington, D.C. and WJFK, then I can go home. Because in high school, school, as much of a prick as I am on the air,
6: I'm
3: not
1: not really that off the air. But I was practicing being El Jefe in high school. (laughs) I talked a lot of trash, man. Yeah. I, I, I pissed off a lot of people.
2: Oh, yeah, me too.
1: I, I was a, I was a complete prick, and I told everybody, I'm going to make it, and you suck, and <laughs> you're going to see me on TV, you sons of bitches, and all you chicks that would never go out with me, you're going to all you know, really be upset. <laughs> you're going <laughs> to be really, really mad. You're going to be really, really upset, knowing that one day you know I could have banged you,
8: but you just didn't allow it. See, you're a bitter type person. I was just like... Uh, Unnecessarily evil person to like uh ugly girls in high school. <laughs> i just see walking along and like there'll be a tall, ugly girl. No, I'll just simplify
1: by like, going, Hey, tall, ugly. Oh man, no. Jay is the worst person in the world. <laughs> it's true. In fact, this douche man, I told the story before, but man, we go to a mall. You go to a mall with this guy, you know, talking about the fat Are chicks you? that hate tons. No, not even hate tons. <laughs> Man, look at that heifer. <laughs> and I'll point too. Oh. So just to just to clarify, that I'm pointing at that heifer right there. <laughs> and that's why. I mean, I guess we can't get upset when we get anger calls and we get calls that say we suck because we do that in real life. <laughs> we'll walk up to you in the mall and say, "Hey, what's up, heifer? <laughs> you really need that Cinnabon, don't you?" <laughs> anyway, uh, that's pretty much gonna wrap it up for El Jefe's hideout tonight. Uh, I, I want to. Think everybody that contributed up top, everybody up top. Yeah, nice. Uh, nice. I think
7: I think we recovered
1: Dang. recovered fairly, fairly decently. Um, we wanted to prove this week that we weren't a one trick pony and having to play a game
7: cool I
1: think let's, let's play a game next week <laughs> yeah no. that's our fourth day bro I don't know next week let's play, let's play a let's game let's play a game and maybe next week since uh interviewing George W. Bush's sperm went so well <laughs> maybe we'll interview uh Spoon Sperm next week too oh uh, step back I want to give uh, a special thanks to Johnny Punani who just kind of showed up to help out with the show thanks like, bro thank you very much thank you sir that is uh much appreciated and again Uh, Anytime anybody from the station wants to help out, you know, we're definitely all about it. And especially, again, thanks to Tim as well, who uh, stepped out and did some work for us. Um, This is El Jefe's Hideout. It is 106.7 WJFK. We are going to get out of here. Stay tuned as we have uh, the replays that everybody's been asking for for three hours of Ron and Fez and every other show. And also, I guess, tune in. I guess during the week and maybe even during this Ron and Fez replay, you're going to hear a little bit of J-Dubs. And you're going to hear a little bit of El Jefe on 106.7 seven W J F K You guys have a wonderful evening and we'll see you Latest. Sexy Buzz picks his favorite
0: homo guy or girl. Are you looking for romance or raw, passionate animal sex?
5: Buzz, you're not as sexy as when you do your sexy stuff. Yeah, Buzz, here's
0: yeah. the deal. you got to be sexy just as sexy with the guys as you are with the girls. Okay, stud, let me ask you this. Like, ask him what he looks like. What, what do you look like? Not that it matters, but what do you
3: look like? Uh,
2: come on. <laughs> I'm comfortable
3: with this. I'm now to the
2: seven.